0: Congratulations. Work so hard for a cultural vacation. They ain't never had a dedication. People hate and say we're changing. Look, we made it. Hey. We made it. Was What's going
1: on, Brookie Nation? Here we are back, and it is episode I I 60, 60 of Story Brook Circus. Welcome back, everyone.
2: Wow.
1: Thank you for joining us on this semi-live broadcast in that it is not a live broadcast, but I just had to hit like 17 buttons to get that intro to happen because I did it live. But you did hope, it,
2: and it was awesome. Proud of me. It was dope.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, who is me? Who who am I? Who I? I am the Mackie Mouse. I am Isla We are your uh, loyal Storybrook Circus hosts. Uh, we are watching... The Once Upon a Time ABC TV show, one episode at a time. Currently on season three, just we're just burning through this catalog right now, and I'm very yeah. season excited season three
2: about episode it. fourteen. That's like mid season.
1: Yeah, no, we're like, and we're we're in Zelina Oz age, which Rumpel's uh, which, back. Rumpel's back, according to last. Like, we it's taken a while to get where we are, and but man, are we pumped? This we're is here. Uh, this is a good time. Um, first of all, how are you doing? How's it going?
2: It's How, going good. Life? Yeah, it's good. I mean, we are we are in the crunch time of vacation, so it's the same as last time. We're packing, we're prepping. I'm checked out mentally, oh, so yeah. it's oh, a yeah, good time. Yeah, yeah. How are you?
1: Lovely. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm a little bit under the weather at the moment, but nothing big, you know. It's not COVID, according to the little stick in my kitchen that tells me that it's not. Although I don't believe that, but who the hell knows these days? We're getting um, tinfoil
2: heady over here.
1: Yeah, no, I'm. <laughs> no, I'm just fine. Kidding. In case you, uh, in case you all out there listening think that I sound like Tone Loke because my voice is really deep and raspy and weird. That's why
2: it's he's just, actually trying a new bit.
1: Oh yeah, it's just when I talk like this, and I'm like I'm like Bismarcky,
2: just like this only deep male version of Delilah.
1: I know this, <laughs> I know there's a very specific group in the Discord who's going to get these old-ass references I'm slinging out there and pretending are not a thing. Um, I actually... Okay, I have a funny story about that before we go on. Uh, I don't know if everyone saw, in local media news... Well, I say local, it's, everyone has Netflix, right? All three Men in Black movies were added to Netflix oh my gosh, this month.
2: I did see that.
1: Did you see, like, people were popping off about it on the internet? People were like, oh, yeah, oh Men in Black 3. It never comes out. Like, everybody's losing their minds. I
2: just saw it come across my banner. I was like,
3: Men in Black.
1: I love that movie. Yeah, I, we So,
3: do.
1: we uh, recently, her family was in town, and we rode the Men in Black ride. Who cares? So, we were at Universal, right? And we ride that ride all the time. But I was like, you know what? I haven't seen this movie in a minute. Let me just go back and watch Men in Black 1, right? I share a Plex... Library media sharing library with my friend. So I went to go look it up on his thing, and then everybody's popping off that it was on Netflix. And I was like, oh snap, it's like it's on streaming right now. And then I saw all three of them were on there, right? Last night, I started Men in Black 2 for no reason. And Taryn immediately is like giggling at all the jokes and whatever. And I just had it on in the background because we were about to eat dinner. And I was like, do you want me to leave this on? And she was like, hell yeah, let's just straight up watch Men in Black 2 right now. I was like, cool. We get to the scene. Where he goes to the post office to go get him. Yes. And Will Smith <laughs> is beatboxing with, and, and she was like, Oh, remember this beatbox thing? And I was like, Do you realize that that's like the originator of beatboxing? Like Bismarck, is like one of the most famous beatbox, like hip hop rappers in the world. And she was like, Huh? And I was like, Hold on, I have to pause the movie and like show her Bismarck. So do you know who Bismarck is? No. i'll tell everybody who Bismarck is. Bismarck, yeah, the, uh, so you say, "Well, I'm just a friend." He's the guy who made that song. Okay, I do know that, that song, song. Let me clear my throat. He's one of the three DJs who has the middle. I also you know, know that song. Dougie Fresh and Biz Marquis. That's one of the first lines <laughs> in the whole thing. Like he's he's one is DJ Cool. Dougie when Fresh people and Biz do Marquee, those little you know
2: things at the beginning, I just consider it like. DJ Khaled, like, yeah, 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 Mr. Three Hundred Five. Well, like, I don't see, consider those people. Those are just lyrics that I have to sing at the beginning see, of the song. That
1: is because of these new DJs who are like that, right? The, those guys. Back in the day, like Dougie fret like the DJs were the stars, like they would rap on their own albums, you know, they didn't just spin back there and just like, say their name and do right. this. Like, Mike you know, Williams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another one. Another I literally one.
2: can do all of them. Like, yeah, and yeah. I don't, if I saw somebody walking on the street, I'd be like, I don't.
1: No, no, no. Dougie Fresh, Z Trip, these guys had like Jazzy Jeff, for instance, Will Smith's uh DJ. Like they had albums, like full albums. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> like they were they were big deals. Um but anyway, Bismarcky was like a, a, a big dude but he's one, another big giant black guy really deep voice um so every time i get sick and my voice gets a little crackly i always make those jokes around and be like i'm just gonna be rapper now that's all i'm gonna do i do um, love that
2: men in black is back on netflix like on i netflix am
1: so now. excited
2: i've also noticed that netflix has been bringing back really good movies like that from like the 80s and the 90s and i'm like you yeah get it. you're you're getting it now you're understanding what we're the- looking for.
1: The post-COVID days, right now, of like what they put on streaming, I feel like streaming has really taken it to the next level now because they had to they had to keep and entertain an entire nation, nay, world, who were like, home staring at their TVs. They had to figure out how to keep them captivated, keep their subscriptions going, and they know? had to
2: adopt movie theater movies too. You know, yeah. like all of a sudden, now it's like a I I hate how they're doing this where they're like making it a thing only in theaters and I'm like bro it was only in theaters before COVID like can you stop can you just let it be available on a streaming service some people don't want to go to the movie theater anymore and that's okay
1: right that's another thing too and that's that's kind of like and not even just for COVID I'm sorry
2: but like places like movie theaters are scary now where we live yeah like seriously I should be and like sometimes Harper doesn't want to go to the movie theater but she wants to see a movie and it's like Make movie theater movies inclusive and available for everyone. I will pay. Agreed. Let me have it. I
1: mean, there's a, there's a, obviously, there's a big business implication. You can't make your $14 million back if people are paying, you know, six bucks for a subscription and not just for your, I get it.
2: No, but like a lot of those movies you had to pay 30 bucks to rent it.
1: Oh, oh, when they were doing that, yeah. When they were doing that, it made a lot more sense. Bring that back.
2: Just let that that, be a thing.
1: That stopped being a thing. I I thought they were testing it. Yeah, that's actually an interesting point.
2: Because, like, I'm still giving you the money that I would have spent on tickets and popcorn.
1: Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm sure the movie industry doesn't really love that because they can't pay for their overhead to keep the building running because you're not paying them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's slippery slope. But that being said, I like the fact that they're. But people will still opt
2: to go to the movie theater.
1: I mean, I'm still trying to go see Top Gun because I want to see it before I see. It the I theater. still
2: haven't seen Top Gun.
1: You know, and like, um, but I want to see it like in a theater. And, you know, once it's gone, it's going to be probably gone for until someone brings it back you know it has stayed up here
2: though um in our i don't know if it's this is an everywhere thing so i might just sound dumb by being like up here but our movie theater kept the rent the movie theater and you can watch whatever movie you want 99 oh Oh,
1: really for the whole theater for the whole theater oh my god that's pretty easy
2: okay isn't that a dope deal like oh yeah 99 bucks you can fill you can bring as many people as you want
1: Dude, you get ten people to pay ten. Bucks that's what Harper's bucks. teacher like,
2: did for their Christmas present one year, where she rented out the theater and they she like brought them the Polar Express. Like they watched the Polar Express in the movie awesome. theater. Like, and I think that's a birthday party. Ninety nine dollar birthday party. You get some party pizzas.
0: Hell yeah!
1: You
2: throw, like that whole birthday party costs you one hundred and fifty bucks, and those kids are happy because they are sitting a- in the movie and theater like and a, they can run a, around. Yeah. What's even right. better about that is like you can have that for kids and they don't have to.
4: Like, sit, like yeah, not, not confined. Other you know what I mean? Yeah, like because
2: totally. Harper has been going to the movies since she was two and a half years old, so she knows movie theater etiquette. But I know a lot of kids don't. So I don't. I'm just. I got beef with the movie theater industry right now.
1: Yeah, I feel you. I definitely feel you there. Oh man. Well, anyway. we have a podcast to run, so okay. I guess we should uh, get back to business. How about? Uh, how about let's give it up for being on episode sixty one more time.
4: Yeah.
1: Because uh this is a big deal. First, obviously this is the furthest we've ever gone to the podcast. This is that's also a big deal, right? Any so podcast. This is this is, a, this is uncharted territory for us right Ooh, now.
2: Ooh, uncharted, that's another one that I still want to see.
1: Oh, with uh Tom Holland. Tom yeah, Holland, spider man. Oh my god, can we maybe if you move to like where I live, like in Florida, then we can like see movies together. Do you
2: have stuff. a place for me to live? Oh my god, I do. Do you have a job for Bart?
1: Sure. There's plenty of places to work. Sure, we could source that out. Dude, my friend, listen, <laughs> there's jobs one of our friends, everywhere.
2: You sound like a crotchety old white man right now. One, one of our, <laughs> nobody wants to
1: work these days. One, nobody wants to work these, these kids, these slackers. Uh, one of my friends went to Disney had a job expo, which does not happen all the time. And he walked in and was like, hey, here's what I can do. And they gave him a job on the spot
2: that I, he starts in like a couple months. Bart would be the perfect person for that because when he goes in there and he says what he can do, it's. Literally everything. It's kind of insane. And
1: and he's doing like a third shift deal, you know? Like where he's. Third shift doesn't work for us. Well, that's just one of them. But like there are other things. You're right. So like. (gasps) Oh my god, she came in and whispered like a beautiful angel, ladies and gentlemen, Harper Mm -hmm. Jane. Did you ask (laughs)
0: Wanda?
2: Send her a message and ask if she's home. Okay. Okay. Love you.
1: Oh, what a chair. She just, uh, did you ever have a dream to the podcast? That was amazing. You've seen that meme? No. I'm going to play it for you now. Oh gosh! <laughs> Wait, I'm going to play the version. Uh, I'm going to play the version from my favorite, one of my favorite people on youtube his name is charles charles cornell do you know who this is charles cornell got really famous for during quarantine um was taking memes of cardi b okay or like tiktoks and stuff and he's a he's a jazz piano improv player a teacher he, he does accompaniment and stuff right so he took cardi b's songs not songs uh tiktoks and random things because you know how animated she talks and it's like yes. crazy he was putting it to music so he was literally transcribing her notes and making it a song. So then he started doing that with random things on the internet and that's how he like built his channel. Well, this kid, uh, is in an interview. He looks like he's on a glamour shot. He's like behind this like big paper wall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Super cute. And he's just being a kid, just trying to say like, did you ever have a dream of something? And he just couldn't get the words out. So he just kept stuttering over and over again. And so Charles Cornell put it to music. Uh, and I'll play it for you right now because it's the most beautiful, sweet thing ever. Here you go. Have you ever had a dream that, that you are?
2: So you, 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 could, you, you want, you want this to do you so much you could do anything? Oh, what an angel. You,
1: yeah, yeah, I have actually. Yeah. <laughs> and- it's it, he's like the cute. I, was, I didn't put the video up for you, love, but that's what he looks like. He's like the cutest kid ever. I'm sure some of you out there have seen this meme before. Uh, I, it's just it,
2: like so crazy to think about these kids because they do that because there are just so many things happening in their brain at one point that they literally need to sort it out.
1: They like can't. Yeah, yeah. Like they're so, literally
2: like moving the words and the sentences like, it's yeah. like this. Like they're like. No, totally.
1: I will. Uh, I will show you so charles cornell his last name is c-o-r-n-e-l-l i'll see if i remember to put uh his link in the bio because he and and now he doesn't do this stuff anymore he he did this during you know 2020 right and now he's doing like these jazz analysis of of like uh wow. charlie pooth and you know sean mendez and random music and like he randomly did like a christmas album like charlie Brown christmas songs i think i recognize
2: the second one down this one? Yeah.
1: Oh, he was the whole time during during COVID. He was just taking everything Card- yeah. Cardi B put on the internet. He was taking it. I so think this I is remember the one, some of these. This is the one that I found him on that made me fall in love. It was Cardi B. Uh, I, <laughs> she got these Uggs sent to her that <laughs> were customized. But she's just, you, you know Cardi B. Just listen to it. It's hilarious. None of you
0: bitches, none of you bitches got these exclusive Swiss
1: I love Gardner P. Like, what is popping? <laughs> like making jazz out of that is the funniest thing I found and on the internet. And she probably thought that honest. was so fucking funny. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of them on there. Charles Cornell, go check it out on YouTube. There you go. Wow. Um, but when she came in and she was like, "Is is." is and i was like oh my god do you ever have a dream i love this so much <laughs> it's so cute yeah. you, you like there's no way you can hear that and not think of like a cute little tiny furry animal right like, it's just the cutest thing you could possibly picture in your head
2: and for context for people listening that was her coming in and asking if she could text someone ah. on her ipad she was texting wanda her auntie wanda aka narissa
1: adorable um shout out to wanda
2: Shout out to Wanda!
1: <laughs> this is what's nice when you have a fake radio show that you can do shit like that, just like randomly shouting out your friends. Um, anyway, that was a little bit of a roundabout uh, distract, not distraction. It was, a, it was a, a what? I, I can't even talk now. Did you ever have a dream?
2: <laughs> so anyway, we're recording a podcast about Once Upon a Time. Um, yeah, you'd, you'd think. So you know who we are now, and you know how we do this. So if this is your first time listening, welcome to the party um if also if this is your first time listening or your 60th time listening we have merch and it's available right now um, yeah we that do link is in the show notes so go check out our merch it's volume one we have five fun designs that are really five or four that relate uh, four i think that relate to the show once upon a time and also relate to the podcast as we
1: say guys we started on volume two we just looked at the first design in volume two right now today and, and let me tell you in for a treat it is going to be good stuff, popping off. I'm I'm really excited. <laughs> so we're we're already getting moving on uh, on the next the next uh, chapter of of that piece of our of our little community. And thank you to you guys uh, who pushed us into doing the merch in the first place, because we would not have done it had we not gotten such a great response from people who were interested in getting merch in the first place. So thank you, thank you all. We appreciate it. Sweeney McCarper Jane is <laughs> very, very politely whispering because she knows about the record sign <laughs> above our above our offices, which is very sweet, I think.
2: She's now swimming.
1: You have the most polite child in the entire world to comes Thank you over and like, that is gently whispers to you while you're recording. It's the so highest
2: sweet. of compliments.
1: It really is. Make, and I mean, she's of the age where she should really be oblivious to that, and she's not. And that's a big testament to your parenting, to be honest with you.
2: I'm proud. It's lovely. I'm proud to be her mom. That is the proudest title I could ever have in this world. So thank you.
1: I am proud to be friends with such a. An inspirational parents, to be honest with you, because you're also friends with her. Not,
2: you know, she and, does and consider you a friend. She does. That's true. Say my friends, Maggie and Terry.
1: A, a high honor, a high, high honor. I'm sure many people in the Discord consider themselves to be digital friends. You know, like extended friends and family of the people we listen to. Similar to how they feel their relationship is with us. That Harper is very much so a character on the show, <laughs> like, yeah. to the point where people like notice when she's gone i think that's a, that's a really lovely also lovely when
2: everybody wished her a happy birthday thank you very much that made me cry a lot so <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh our little community here we we, we have built something it's, it's, it's kind of wacky and we love it so much um well let's talk about that community shall we uh we will we will get into our first <laughs> sounded like charles gross <laughs> who's that who's charles gross
2: oh my he's the birkin oh, man no he's the birkin guy he is the most distinguished person I've ever seen in my life he's on okay so he's a tiktoker and he used to be I think from what I've gathered he used to be like a viner um or like a youtuber and he used to be really really crazy but he's very like very sophisticated very he doesn't use ums or like anything he will pause and he like he uses very particular words anyway I'm obsessed with watching his videos because I think that his talking is very calming but he reviews like bags. He loves Birkin, you know, Hermes, blah, blah, blah. He's very, very posh. Anyway, anytime like he wants to do something, he'll say, like, blah, 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 let's talk about it. Oh.
1: And then let's he talk starts
2: about talking about it. And that's what let's you just sounded like it. when you said, let's talk about it. Is that the, uh, is that the
1: uh, thank you so much, I would love to tell you? <laughs>
2: thank release. you so much, I would love to tell you.
1: <laughs> oh, man. This how, is, and uh, you
2: asked, how did I become a caterer? Thank you so much for asking. I would love to tell you. I uh, the, love the caterer one. one my favorite. Not to flex or anything, but Elise replied to one of my comments.
0: She sure comments. did.
1: And you know you what didn't? else?
2: Kat Stickler, a.k.a. the baddest bitch on TikTok, Mom Goals, um, she also replied to my DM once. And then we had a back and forth conversation.
1: I love the I love, when they, they reply once, that's one thing. But then when you have like a back and forth. She going, double it's just, so. messaged.
2: And liked one of my messages. And then also the other day, I'm like, just have decided that I'm being friends with all of these really cool people. <laughs> Drew, Drew, liked my tweet. Giraffalo? Yeah.
1: Oh, dang. Oh, I saw that. I did she see that. Liked it. I did see that. She was like picking a fight with somebody. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the uh, I know something section from Isla about how she knows TikTok and I don't. <laughs> that's what that's what i decided though every time you make a tic tac reference i don't get it that's how i can play to myself
5: okay i like it castle.
1: okay anyway uh so we have a segment dedicated to our com- dearest l- community that we love so much you and we call the segment uh the store daily mirror yeah.
3: Thank you, Newspaper
1: Boys. Always a pleasure. Uh, so this segment dedicated to you is essentially a fake newspaper that you can uh, you can contribute to, right? Hence the Newsboys. But it's not an actual newspaper. So there are many other ways that you can contribute to this fake newspaper. And Ila will tell you what all those ways are.
2: You want to leave us a five-star review? I know you do. You definitely do. You do. It's on Apple Podcast. please. 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 Thank you. We also have an email where you can send in your thoughts and questions and comments and concerns, thesbcpod at gmail.com. And our favorite form of entries into the Starbuck Daily Mirror, our phone number 207-536-8512. You can leave us a voicemail or you can send us a text message. We love hearing from you. I am not kidding. When those notifications go off, Mackie and I send them back and forth to each other because we freak out. We do. Yeah. Anyway. We have an Instagram, the SBC Pod, on Instagram, and yeah, that's how you get into the Storybook Daily Mirror. Oh, and we have a Discord. Would love it if you joined the Discord, where we have great chats with everyone.
1: A lot of contributions at the Discord. Uh, it is that's where the actual party is going on. So, if you would like to chat with us and other people listening to the show, people who have called in, people who we are referencing when we talk about stuff, that's where they all are. They're like even
2: when we have to take a week break or a two week break, we're in the Discord.
1: Oh, yeah. Everybody everybody else else in the Discord. And we're not even only talking about the show or this podcast. We're talking about movies and theater and TV shows and pets and selfies. It's
2: so good.
1: It's just a place to hang out and talk to other people who have, you know, like mind. And just like a little
2: tidbit, the other day, Mel was writing in the Discord because she works with um, cat rescues. And they were like all collabing together the other day on trying to find this cat a home. That's it was beautiful.
0: beautiful. It was beautiful. Really beautiful I could.
2: Thing. I literally. I can't. I'm pretty sure it was like Emily who replied and was like, "What can we do?" And I'm like, "What can we do?" We all live in a millions of places around the world, literally the right. world. Yeah. And whole, everyone's like, oh, "We're here for you." Like wishing happy birthday, anniversaries. It's just I,
1: like hyping each other up. It literally we, you know. is
2: what a safe chat room should have been for all of us '90s babies. Yeah, in the AOL chatters.
1: Oh my god. Those were so dangerous. <laughs> Dude, so I can't even dangerous. believe I was how a part of that. Whole I have made culture. it to
2: age twenty seven is beyond me because like, we were just we were putting ourselves into away. some shit. We were like, Oh my yeah, god, seriously. We live in this small town and my parents hate us, so you can come see us when they're working and abduct us at these hours.
1: <laughs> like literally, how many times did we try to meet up with friends from AOL, like not knowing who they could be? But it wasn't a thing back then. We were just like, Oh my god, we knew I can meet up with them in real life. Yeah, ASL, oh my god, we're, we're not gonna get into that one again i think we've had this conversation on the podcast we have it's just insane
2: what we lived through (laughs) i just
1: i don't understand how we got this far with the stupid like guys we were drinking gallons of whole milk every day
2: (laughs) why are we not dead and then anyway after we drank the gallons of whole milk they then threw four locos at us like they were like yeah yeah yeah. this weird definitely toxic experimental gas can of gasoline um Underage kids. This one is marketed towards you.
1: Knock uh, knock yourself out, literally.
2: <laughs> like people were smoking out of water bottles. Yep. What? Yep. Are the plastics doing in your lungs? that you... <laughs> this
1: is a mess. It's just a whole, a whole mess. we yeah. This is it's a di- it's different age you live in. Like uh,
2: that's why I just love our sweet little baby teenagers. And I'm not saying that to offend you guys. I just mean like I really love no, that you, you guys really are, are listening to a Once Upon a Time podcast and not smoking out of a water bottle on a trampoline in your friend's backyard. At Seriously, literally, no kidding. You can uh, also well, do that too. I'm not going to judge you if you're doing that and listening to the podcast. I don't want to be uncool, but like. <laughs> I'm glad that this is one of your hobbies.
0: Yeah,
1: at least that, that it's one of them. Uh, so we have some some text messages that we'll go through first. Uh, we got first of all, you guys. Uh, we we get dips. We get you know we get it's kind of a roller coaster. We get a bunch in, and then we kind of get these gaps and whatever. You guys have been coming through with the storybook daily mirror we have had to like break them up from episodes because you guys are sending in so many now. like seriously we're i mean we're still behind we're starting to catch up but like thank you guys so much for just showing up so in such droves um so we're gonna try and get through some of them now yeah uh, so i the, have the fir- first one
2: up or do you want oh it? yeah
1: go go for it okay it's this is a long one
2: yeah Hi, SBC Pod. I recently left a review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, my God. TerraBear87 understood the assignment. Thank you. I'm still <laughs> catching up and just made it through episodes 42 and 43, Selfish, Brave, and True, and Lacey and Wolf. I hated those ones almost as much as you guys did, but since I'm a completionist, I still powered through your episodes covering them and enjoyed that oh, part thanks. at least. Oh, thank you. I'll bet at 1.5 speed to try to get back to the good stuff faster. <laughs> Greg, Tamara, and Lacey. God, we got to bring up Greg and Tamara. Are the worst, and I cannot wait for them to be done. I watched the show live from the pilot, wow, and was around the Once Upon a Time Tumblr accounts a lot back in the day, and when you mentioned that more Hook in this part of the season would have been better, totally agree, it reminded me of something I saw in a video around that, and how he was injured at some point in season two, and they didn't get to use him as much as they wanted.
1: Yes, I remember that.
2: Yes. Not sure if this is part of the reason behind some of the odd choices made in these couple of terrible episodes, or maybe things had to be changed last minute when some hook storylines were scrapped, but thought I'd share that since I found it interesting. Thanks for an awesome pod. Can't wait to get to the amazingness that is season three. Tara from Oregon.
1: Tara from Oregon.
2: Oregon. (laughs) Nice. I've always wanted to go to Portland.
1: Portland is a cool town. I love Portland, Maine, so
2: I would love to go to Portland, Oregon.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, That's actually a really... I I think it was a leg injury from what I remember, if I'm not mistaken. I think we've talked
2: about it, too. I'm pretty sure it was a leg injury.
1: But I don't know... It's also a good point. I don't know if it was a result of them having to scramble a storyline together and it ended up being weak. That would have definitely explained that big because it was several episodes in a row. It was just like bomb after bomb after bomb. We're like, what the heck's going on? And then we're right back into like five plus episodes, multiple episodes in a row. So clearly it was just a little bit of a low. I'm going to be really interested to see the chart this season uh, when we get to the end to see how many dipped that far low and then like went back up again. Um, But yeah, all good, good points all around. And then Tara,
2: yeah, Tara followed up. Oh, I also wanted to say I love how you are always sprinkling in some lost stuff, too. It's another one of my favorite shows of all time. Here's my personal life. What's in the hatch? (laughs) My oldest son was born at 815 a.m. Get out of
1: town. That's awesome.
2: My second oldest son is named Desmond after the character in the show. Insert lost sound here.
1: Hold on. Did it. Uh, That's that's a great name. Desmond Desmond is a great.
2: Desmond is is a great name
1: that's a fantastic name
2: and I to be it. named after a lost character i've definitely and talked desmond, about this before but my parent my family dog is named after hurley from lost so i just love that lost is
1: such a great one to reference desmond uh, miles for those of you video game f- friends out there desmond miles is the name of the main character from the first assassin's creed trilogy oh. it's a very very uh popular platforming game at the time uh they stuck a guy in like a Virtual reality thing that that sent him to his quote unquote ancestors, and it was like the Middle East, and so to assassins, right, where assassins were first created. The main guy in that, who they send back, is named Desmond Miles, and I was, I was like, ooh, Desmond, that's a cool name. And then I started watching Lost after that, and I was like, yes,
2: oh my Desmond God. is
1: like a, the ultimate badass character. Can that be a name
2: contender if you guys have children?
1: sure i love desmond i don't know if i don't know how taryn feels about it. i'm gonna <laughs> get taryn on
2: the i'm gonna mention it i'm gonna be like oh my god don't you think Desmond would be a cute name <laughs> i like i like names that
1: first of all travel well with age so desmond sounds like an adult it doesn't sound like yes, a kid we, we had to go like through i don't like names that, sound that really that, like, young
2: i love this name so much and bobby <laughs> so poppy was on my list of names that i wanted really bad because i just think it's poppy it's as a so girl yeah cute and like then i started saying it like through the ages because i yeah, yeah. There's a new trend on TikTok, I don't know if you've heard of it, where it's the Kanye song, the, the, the old Kanye, and then the, I, I don't know how it's called, and I also don't know all the words, but anyway, it's where you say your real name and then what your parents almost named you.
0: Mm, right, 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 right. I
2: can't participate in this trend because I spent like 20 years... Hating my name, counting down the days until I could change it because I hated having a unique name. I didn't like that there was nothing with my name on it. Nobody like could no pronounce it. Yeah, no, yeah. like you know what I mean. Like it was always a mess. And now I love my name. I'm so thankful that my parents gave me a unique name. Mm-hmm. I think it fits me perfectly. And if anybody ever looked at me and was like, "Oh, you don't look like an Isla," I'd be like, "What do you mean? That's my entire personality. Like, mm-hmm. I have a cool name." So but naming a child is. The biggest task probably that anybody could ever be faced with because you have it's to There's an
1: identity thing behind that's it. That's their you know? name. Can you imagine if I was like a James? Right. <laughs> like you said, a, like I you was just can't almost even Emma. It. I like Emma though.
2: I do love the name Emma, but could you picture me as an Emma?
1: I just cause I can't I told you last year I can't see past Olivia. the Emma Nelson thing. Live. I know a lot of Olivia's, a couple Olivia's who we just call Liv. We've never called them Olivia. And, we like, that's kind of fun, you know? Liv like, is cute, Liv. like
2: Liv more from iZombie. Um, yeah. But Olivia, there's a girl that I went to school with named Olivia. And you know what? She was not the biggest fan of me. So, therefore, I was awesome.
1: See, you just got... What if you were named the same as her? That would have been crazy, right?
2: Right. But, so I loved Poppy. But then I started saying, like, Poppy, we would love to make you CEO. And then I was like... Mm nobody named poppy ceo (laughs) and like president poppy i'm like all right poppy doesn't work for that either like I dr poppy
1: right (laughs) like no it's just not working i
2: love the name if i ever like and now i can like it feels good that i can like let out my baby names because i'm not having any more children you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you have to keep those safe i I i'm very weird and secretive about names i have had names for my whole life names have
1: power that's a real thing um
2: if we ever had a second child she was going to be named piper
1: Oh, God, I love that. I love one of Piper. My, uh, one of my senior clients, like, senior like, photos uh, was was Piper. And, and I, I was love like, the name
2: That's... Haven. I thought that, yeah. that was a cute name. I'm a big
1: fan. We're both big fans of, of boy names that are girls. Yes. We, we so, know a lot of Logans, Tyler, a lot of, yeah. Logan,
2: Dylan, love uh, all of those Kyle. gender have, names. We Kyle, we know a few
1: Kyles, yeah. Um, Jordan. Oh, my God, Jordan. We haven't heard from Jordan in a while. We gotta talk to her.
2: Oh, my God, she's busy.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Being pregnant. <laughs> yes.
2: Can't believe that. We'll give you another. So happy for her. But like, and your first son was born at 815.
1: Yeah, that's a really. You have two lost
2: babies? Like,
1: you literally can't plan that. Like, it just has to happen naturally. You, you know? literally
2: cannot plan that. Let me like, tell you. No, it could have been, been
1: 814. I was
2: trying to get 6am and I got 601.
1: Like, really? Yeah, you it's, that's a tough one.
2: You should have heard me. I was like, an odd number.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? You guys had one job. I know. All Uh, right, so... Believe it or not, there's more from Tara. Tara (laughs) emails...
2: Tara texts one more time. Hi again, and like, for the record, these are all... This is like, she's just triple texting us at the same time. It's not like... These are over the course of days. Hi again, I thought of something else I wanted to add. Back in the day, there was a fake ship on Tumblr, Hook floor. Because it seems he is constantly being thrown on the floor. That's Seriously, hilarious. Seriously, you would not believe the amount of different gifts that there are him hitting the floor. It would be a great addition to the drinking game. Add it. Listen,
1: it's I'm, done. I'm, I have no, sh- I have no uh, judgment, no shame on uh, SMEX workers. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Doing their thing. Fine. But man, am I upset that that industry just completely tanked tumblers. Just not even a thing anymore. Can't be a thing now because I... they just like.
2: Okay, but ta- like what was wrong? With the porn on Tumblr.
1: nothing. It's not any less accessible or any more accessible than anywhere else. It's
2: all over Twitter. We're not removing it yes. from Twitter.
1: Thank you. Completely uncensored on Twitter. You, there I'm are sorry, no moderating there, guidelines on Twitter.
2: I was 13 and on Tumblr, and that was not right. I should not have been on there. But, like, that's for the parents to figure out. That's the them right. to deal with. Do, Thank Tumblr you. was great. I love Tumblr, Tumblr so much.
1: Like, not Tumblr porn. Like, Tumblr. No, Just the platform I was loved, amazing.
2: I loved it. It felt like a really cool MySpace X diary. Like, you know what I it mean? Felt like, it was a like a crossover like... of MySpace and Diary.
1: It felt like a little bit like our Discord community, but if everyone had their own hubs, their own pages that they could like, you know, do and repost. The like, it aesthetics. Felt, it the felt that ideas, yeah. All oh, the aesthetic, man. The, oh, my God. Oh, is I that what curated, you mean about the MySpace thing? Yes. You could you could like design the whole thing. I was out, obsessed. HTML, I, man.
2: I miss that kind of social media. So that's why I love the Canva, creativity, and I make my little story so fun because that's who I am. Like that is right, what I used right. to do. For I was why was I writing code at twelve?
1: All right. Why were any of us, <laughs> honestly? Yeah. I, like, couldn't
2: have a scroll button. I was like, no, no, that's ugly. That's tacky. Can't be on there. Like, everything was lowercase. I've literally always been like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but anyway, yeah. Oh, my God. I would love Tumblr, to have- Tumblr gifts and stuff were the jam, and I loved them. They were, another, they were big on Lost, too. It's
2: another really good podcast idea is just talking about social media throughout the ages, like AIM.
1: Guys... Just follow along with the Mackie and Isla show. We're gonna have four or five more podcasts coming for you, hot at some point. I'm in the next like
2: 20 62. years. I'm gonna be like, yeah. we're, no, back we're gonna Harper keep. We're gonna
1: keep doing this, and Harper's gonna be like, "All right, Mom. Harper's <laughs>
2: gonna actually have her own show."
1: Oh, she's gonna have depth, and her show's gonna be three times as successful as when our she hits.
2: Twelve is a good like consenting age for me to like decide if she wants to be present in some ways.
1: Dude, those kids, those kids make millions man if they're if they're even a little bit charming to other 12 year olds now you're not talking about two adults right you're talking like two other kids unboxing toys like millions of dollars on youtube I and stuff i cannot
2: think about ryan i cannot think no. about him because then i get mad that i have a job yeah
1: in. same <laughs> um are we continuing with the other checks yeah or you know we we're
2: on? gonna we're gonna get we can start the new podcast right now if you want it. let's do
1: <laughs> let's do right right this second
2: record scratch we're not Hold recording SBC anymore
1: i got you here it is. That's it.
2: Hey, welcome to the new show. Name pending.
1: Hey. Yeah,
2: it's the unnamed project right now.
1: The un. The, I would. I would listen to a project called uh, a podcast called the unnamed project.
2: The unnamed podcast.
1: Yeah, that's it. In brackets.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Did I talk to you guys about title of show?
2: I think you have. I said that before? Yeah. It, it, it
1: was a musical called yes. Bracket Title of Show, and that's supposed to be where you would have entered the title of the show, but the show was called Title of Show. I love that. <laughs> and it was about them writing the musical you're currently watching. It was the most meta thing ever, and it was super awesome. I kind
0: of <laughs> like
1: that. Right? It's and it's literally how they go from like I don't have an idea to write a musical. Oh my god, what if I wrote a musical about writing a musical? That would be cool. And you're watching them do it, and then yeah. they have to submit it to the festival. And every song in it is about their process for writing the musical oh, you're watching funny. now. It was it started as a YouTube show of the, so it was a YouTube series of them writing a musical. They're trying to get producers to buy, and they put the entire experience on YouTube, and the and the content that they were writing for it that they were covering on YouTube was them writing that show. And then when it got picked up, the show was about the YouTube show of them writing the show. Oh. It was just kept going in meta circles. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. So that'll, that's what it'll be. It'll be unnamed, the unnamed podcast, okay. and it'll just be about itself.
2: It'll be about whatever. And that's going to be the description. It's a podcast about whatever.
1: I mean... You're telling me if you came across Who's Patrick? Is Patrick the one who listens to like A bajillion podcasts at once? Patrick, Patrick, everybody If you're not Patrick, keep scrolling Uh, Are you telling me that you wouldn't find A podcast in the list called The Unnamed Podcast and it had a description That said a podcast about whatever And you wouldn't be like, I want to know what this is about Am I wrong? I would listen to that, I'm just saying I would too (laughs) Okay, anyway Here we are
2: We have another text
1: What's next? Yeah, let's let's. Carry it's on.
2: from Miranda. Miranda. Hi friends. <laughs> was, oh me. Okay. <laughs> Hi friends. <laughs>
1: Listening to New York City Serenade right now, and wanted to offer another perspective on the scene with Snowru uh, slash Regina plus the heart. Oh, that's right. We talked about this. Yeah, I said last shit. week. I said last week we would spoilers. We had a, a text message that came in that we would talk about this moment. Right, this is this is the one I was referring to. Yes, I totally. This is what she says. I totally see where you're coming from, and I think that um, Ginny's delivery here make her makes her seem like a biatch. It was spelled like that. B i o t c h. Uh, what I think the scene was supposed to be was Ginny stopping Regina from doing something bad. Without her heart, she's sure to turn back to back into the evil queen. Without her heart. She doesn't grieve her Henry, but she doesn't love him either. Sticking with Isla's medication analogy, I think that was more, hey, let's not hurt ourselves. Let's not self-medicate versus, hey, let's not take this doctor prescribed safe medication, (laughs) which is a totally valid point. At least that's how I'm spinning it in my head. uh, Just to not be annoyed with snow. Bye. And a peace sign. Fair. That is, a. I mean, I feel like that's a reasonable uh, read on that scene because there they're, they're The intent, we don't know the intention behind what it was. All we saw was the delivery, and we were tweaking out on the delivery of it. But if the intention was, hey, whoa, if you do that, there are consequences you're not considering, because all she really had to do was say, think about what happens if you do this, what ends up happening. Not, don't do this because it's not the right thing to do. It's more, hey, this might lead to more bad than good. Yeah. You know, we can grieve together. And then supporting the grieving part, right? If the medic, if the doctor prescribed safe medication is. Let's grieve together, yeah, or let or let us help you grieve through it. It would have been more sympathetic, it didn't seem sympathetic, it seemed like she was just standing there with her arms crossed, judging her for doing whatever she had to do to survive. Yeah, which the felt insensitive,
2: like demanding was just not the delivery was poor, poor delivery it, it, on stuff.
1: It just heart. felt a little, uh, a condescending, I think, yeah, you know,
2: ugly, but it's fine. Like, I get but, yeah. what Miranda's saying. And we all need to spin things to make ourselves not annoyed. So I respect it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And and I need to take a lesson uh, from you, Miranda, on how to take situations that really bother me, and instead of festering on the being annoyed, find ways to like make my peace with it. I feel like that was a really good. A I'm not really ready to exercise. enroll in that
2: class. Okay, um, hold
1: on, hold on. Not for everything. Not nope. everything. I'm, I'm good. for everything. Only only for very specific things. Stay in my that,
2: toxicity over here.
1: That. <laughs> <laughs> Only for very specific things that have low impact, things that have actual effect on your life. God, I'm not ready for that yet.
2: Your vacation being you potentially canceled. Oh, I don't miles. know.
1: What do you even? What do you mean? I don't even. What you not ready me? for that yet.
2: We're gonna have a real. I, I'm gonna just go rogue one of these days and upload an entire expose on our podcast. Um Once I learn how to do that, uh, stay tuned.
1: Y'all ain't ready for when I actually learn how to speak up for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on another text. (laughs) Moving on.
2: This one, I'm going to say it's from, she signed it at the end, but it's from Julia. I love listening to your show. It's bringing me so much joy. You guys do such a great job. I do love the charmings and it makes me sad when you guys get annoyed with them. I'm sorry, but I really love this podcast and I want you to keep going. Thank you for covering this gem of a show and I love your commentary. Thank you for bringing me joy in a very dark year for me. She also a thank you. sent a quick follow-up text and said, thank you for all you do. Mm. Julia.
1: Thank you. It's very sweet.
2: The last two and a half years have sucked so bad I can't even describe it to you. There have been some really great moments, but um, also the shittiest of my life. So I feel you, and I'm glad that I can be that thing. That we can yeah. be
4: that.
2: One of those things. You know what I mean? Like I'm glad we could be the... The good fortune cookie in your Chinese order. Oh my God.
1: (laughs) That's like the sweetest way to put it ever.
2: You know, when you just like feel like, oh, it's going to be really dumb. And then you read it and you're like, that actually changed my my entire life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, that's what I needed to hear. It's
2: misspelled. uh, And they're missing probably two words in the sentence, but this resonated with me.
1: You know, you know who that is for me? Marissa. When I say some random stuff and she's like, oh, it's because of this. I'm like, oh.
2: Marissa has always been my good fortune cookie.
1: She's the best. Oh man! Shout out! Shout out to our friend Marissa, Jesse, Taryn, Bart, Harper Jane, Harper Jane, Rowan, Blaze. One big love you all, everybody. Everybody. Um, (laughs) That was just like a... (laughs) <laughs> an undisconnected, silent shout-out to uh, very specific people in our life that no one who's listening knows, but we're just shouting out a bunch of random people. <laughs> They're just like, oh, who are these random names you just said?
2: Oh my gosh. If you guys follow us on any form of social media, you know exactly who these people are.
1: That's also true. Maybe that's uh, also just a plug for us to plug. For you to listen to our... Follow look, me our on social
2: media. media.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you want to know who our friends are... <laughs> at right on video, Media. At Eilish Gorski
2: no but honestly Uh, if you tell me who you are because sometimes i just get followers and i'm i don't really click on profiles but then one day i like posted in the discord and i was like can you guys give me your ads and i found out like 20 of you followed me and i was like i'm a piece of shit i didn't even follow these people back so i finally did and it's been really nice like getting to like see Mm -hmm. like it's just good all right anyway yeah so social media is cool (laughs)
1: <laughs> social, yeah social media is cool that is true uh, what's
2: next tell oh us gosh! what's next on the list we got another text from Tara Isla this is for me I'm glad I'm reading it I was just listening to episode 55 when you were talking about how Harper has technically been with you your entire life and oh my gosh as a mother I have thought this same exact thought before to take this a step further since girl fetuses develop all the eggs they will ever have while still in the womb you technically have carried your future grandbabies inside you as well oh my as, god as a daughter just had to pause the episode and share real quick the more you know also i am almost caught up yay tara oh my gosh if harper has children one day i don't even know what i will do with that information like that like everybody has just been here this whole time like
1: like harper's daughter is just chilling right now (laughs)
2: Yeah. No. No. i can't my yep. brain hurts when i think about
1: it i know it's crazy <laughs> oh man we get into some cool stuff on this show <laughs> i know uh who do we have next oh boy i can't decipher this who do we have
2: next? hold on
1: sorry so is it oh here we go Which... oh
2: this is i'm just gonna read it because it's one sentence i don't know who this is i can't see names from previous text messages just to let you know, so it's not that i'm a pos it's that i cannot see
1: and i can only see names
2: but not numbers yes so (laughs) mackie's constant thirsting over ruby red is so me he gets it
1: (laughs) oh wait hold on let me find that I, i saw that i'm
2: not gonna read your phone number out loud but mackie find that one
1: can you just august 3rd august 3rd is see here's the problem with that I figured it out. Nope, don't know where it is. Um, the The problem is if they if someone messages a second time, it only shows the last date. You know what I mean? But I did see that one come through, and it made me <laughs> it made me laugh. Oh, here it is. It's Logan from Houston. That's what it is,
2: Logan
1: logan from houston college student uh, yes working at my college to pay rent and bills and all that stuff that was this is that was from a previous technology uh so yes this is the i love slutty red i'm a lesbian one remember that from last week so yeah apparently the constant thirsting over ruby red is i i, am, a shared, I understand the shared trait yeah um and apparently uh what does this say uh well this is a we decided not to read this one but this, the next sentence after that was on episode 29 now I'm dying to get to the episode when uh, Emma finds out who Neil is and then Rumple finds out and everything blows up this is just <laughs> like a it's like a it's like a live live tweets like of thought. the binging that they're doing yeah, yeah from which I, I love people guys please. I love
2: the stray thought text they're hilarious stray
1: thought texts are uh, we live on that stuff seriously so because um, even if they
2: don't get read we're sending them to each other and laughing like we're like oh, oh my it's God. amazing
1: and that one one of, like, me constantly thirsting over Ruby slash Red slash also Megan Ory in real life, uh, it's like a major trait of mine on this Literally. show. So, uh, I consider that a compliment. Um, all right, what do we got next?
2: We got another text.
1: Man, I want to make sure that every, everybody gets claps. Thank you,
0: thank you.
2: Hey, Isla and Mackie. I am listening to episode 55 of SBC, and I had to let Isla know how much I love the thought of what if Regina had adopted Emma instead of Henry. I think that is such a fascinating idea. We really should have gotten a what if episode. I uh, this also is subscribe. SBC, by the way. Thank you. You're I'm welcome. See your name. I also yep. subscribe to your idea that the island is making everyone more childlike and, frankly, dumber. I never thought about that during my previous We Watches, but it definitely makes sense. I really enjoy listening to your podcast and rewatching Once Upon a Time with both of your perspectives. Even though I don't always agree with your opinions, especially about the Charmings. Oh my God, these charming. We found stands. a lot of
1: charming stands right now. Ugh,
2: swatting you away. Just kidding. <laughs> it makes the experience so much more interesting and special. Your time and effort is certainly appreciated. See you in Neverland. P.S. I do think Rumple was awake during the entire twenty-eight years of the curse. I think that becomes pretty clear later in the season. Okay.
4: Mm.
1: Interesting. Thank you, Lacey. Lovely, Lacey from Indiana.
2: I am so glad that Lacey is not a fan. Like I'm glad Lacey also hated Lacey. Yeah,
1: that would have been rough. And
2: she like that we would have lost her. That would have
1: been. That would have been rough. we were like, "Oh, Lacey's the worst."
2: That would have been our one-star review.
1: True, 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 true.
2: All right.
1: Who do we have next? Is this is this. Hi, we I'm have Jackie, a voicemail. Listening? Oh, a voicemail. Oh my gosh. I know. Sorry, guys. And I it's, it's from
6: Addie!
1: From Addy. All right, here we go. Let's see if I can make sure this plays correctly. Let's hear from Addy.
6: Hi, friends. It's Addy. I'm. Um, I. It's like eleven p.m. I don't know why I always call y'all when it's so late for me, but i um, I was just kind of like re-listening to, uh, the most recent episode and. Can I just say, I love Oz. I think that the Oz arc is my favorite of these little, like, half-season arcs. And, yes, Zelina is a fun, campy, crazy villain. Yes, she does bad things, but, like, you literally cannot go wrong with how campy and malicious and kind of well-planned out she is. Um, But I think the thing I love the most is that we truly are going to see our Regina hero arc. This is where like all of the seeds that have been planted actually start to like sprout and like become a beautiful apple tree. I don't know metaphors. Um, but, and I think we really see it this upcoming episode that this, Voicemail will hopefully be on, so nope, I don't sorry. want to give anything away. <laughs> but we see it with how we <laughs> really with kids, and then that kind of just dominoes out. And I really, really love this season because we are given so much of Regina, and we get to really see her in situations that we haven't gotten to see her in before, and yeah. we get to see this whole new side to her. And I think it's really, really... Tragic and great, and of course Lana does just fantastic with it. So be on the watch, be on the watch for these like little moments of her hero turn and where things are really, really mm-hmm. showing. Because it's really well written. Anywho, uh, thanks for being yourselves. You guys are the best. Hope you have a fun episode. I'm gonna go to bed. Goodbye. Good
0: night, Abby!
6: Thanks for the check-in.
1: That was lovely. That was like getting a call from your friend who hasn't talked in a while. And they're like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. good? You good? I'm good. I'm I also through. just completely <laughs> agree with her. Like, Zelina oh, is yeah. camp.
2: And I love that about her. Like, she's yeah. the most wa- I would describe her as like a wacky villain. You know what I mean? Like, I mean,
1: to a degree, Regina was like that when we were first introduced to her of her just like being really wide eyed and creepy yes. and crazy. And now to see someone up that, we thought that was as crazy as it was going to get. Now we see even over the top from that is is exciting, I think.
2: And I'm kind of ups so ups excited. The ante a I love yeah. all of the Regina stuff that we're getting this season. So I am. I pumped. know.
1: And, and that whole, you know, look for those hero turn things and also looking for the places where it's not her natural instinct. I like that the hero that is Regina, it comes from a place that is uh, not traditional. Mm-hmm. The hero Like an Emma type savior hero who's like, oh, I have to be the hero. Fine. Is pretty typical. And then you get the like really inflated chest, like charming snow and, and you know, um, david who have these very like almost complexes not in a negative way but in this like that's what their purpose is they're very like the, the maternal paternal right. leaders right but regina sits in this different spot where she like it's uncomfortable like she like wants to be a villain and keeps she keeps failing at being a villain because
2: she like falls even when into she was the younger, hero act sometimes yeah like, and it's, it's a
1: little bit clunky and clumsy and i love that mm-hmm. you know Emma is is hesitant, but she's not clumsy. When she does have to be a hero, she knows what to do. Whereas Regina always it, it, it somehow feels uncomfortable on her body in a way that's very charming, you know, yeah. in a way that's very kind of I think uh, it's really just interesting to watch Lana play
2: and genuine
1: hesitant hero. Yeah, very genuine. Yeah, and it, and it actually ends up coming to your point. It ends up coming from deeper places, like her love for Henry is more powerful than her desire for power, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, like that kind of thing of, of watching the actual epitome of l- how strong love is this whole light side versus dark side thing where the dark side has more physical raw power, but like light side usually overcomes that because of things like love and hope and the positive, right? That's a pretty typical Very Star thing. Star Wars. Yeah, where where you have raw power and then you have everything else. And villains usually think that the more they brute force the power in, the stronger that they get when actually things like love that are a bit more of a soft power Looking at you, are much Palpatine. stronger in the end. You thought
2: you had it in the bag and you failed.
1: Right? Exactly. Exactly.
2: He's a clown. Um,
1: he's a clown. A wrinkled clown. Uh, I'm literally watching... <laughs> I'm playing through the Lego Star Wars games right now, so I had an appetite to like as I'm playing through because it's 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 all nine episodes Mm -hmm. as I'm playing through each episode I'm like watching the movie to see how like because the Lego script is written a little goofy yeah and they they do a lot of like jokes so like when when uh, Queen oh my god spoilers if you haven't seen this 20 years ago um, when Queen Amidala has her decoy thing and she's like "Uh, no I'm Queen Amidala in the movie it's once in the Lego game it's literally like seven people come out and the person who ends up being Amidala is like an old guy with a big beard he's like no I'm (laughs) Queen Amidala and and it actually travels through the other the other uh episodes. Yeah. Where then like this the, the old guy Amidala keeps popping out in places. Oh it's that kind of humor stuff. So like now I'm rewatching the movies to get the references. Yeah. So I just have like Star Wars metaphors in my mind. Anyway. No one needed to know I was doing that. Thanks for the spoiler you.
2: alert on the Star Wars. I wanted
1: you guys to know. Okay, if you didn't know Queen Amidala had a decoy, you should probably go back and watch a twenty year old movie of the Star Wars thing. I guess you didn't. No. Did you not? Well, you'll get there. <laughs> we watched it together, I thought.
2: Oh, no, no. I know it now. I didn't know it before I watched it, which was a year ago. Oh, before ago. you watched it.
1: Oh, that's what I mean. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah, right, right,
2: right. Oh, my gosh. It was two years. I've been a Star Wars fan for two years now.
1: <laughs> for two years. Two I'm a years veteran. this May. I'm a vet. Two years this May 4th. And you literally started on... Did you start watching it on May 4th, too?
2: Um. No, because...
1: Oh, no. We released it on May 4th. So you, you no. started watching it a little bit before that.
2: It was, it, like, no, we were in like the height of lockdown.
1: Yeah, yeah, Where I was literally
2: cool. was staring at my blank TV and I was like, what do you nope. watch now? Here
1: we go. yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Let's go back um, 40 years. Shout out to uh, Natalie Portman. Shout out to Keira Knightley.
2: Shout oh my out God. To... Did you see that interview with, I think it was Noah Schnapp from Stranger Things where, oh, no, it, it was some little punk actor who like looked <laughs> at Natalie Portman and was like, I loved you in Star Wars.
1: <laughs> oh my god! And she was like it.
2: noticeably uncomfortable. Like I know that Good. was my worst movie I ever made. Like, can you please get away from me? Well,
1: the I mean, by the time the third one happened, she was in her Natalie Portmanness already. She was like, no, yeah, but she star. like is very
2: embarrassed. She, they, you know, because everybody hated her on the one.
1: Well, she was like sixteen. They she was really her. young. Yeah, she was like super young. <laughs> Like the first one, and then the second and third ones are fine. But like the, by the, because I think, but wasn't it between the first and second one she did like V for Vendetta? And yeah, Swan, it was just like, funny
2: that that was the movie he pegged. He was like, "I love you, of course," Star Wars. The, and I'm like, "Natalie <laughs> Portman,
1: some <laughs> punk actor, it's hilarious." I
2: really think it was Noah Schnapp. I don't know. I'll look it up. It
1: sounds thing. like a thing that he would say. <laughs> he's getting himself <laughs> he into sorry. some deep
2: shit lately. It's hilarious. Yeah, seriously. Did you know he's a lifeguard? Did not know that he has a summer job. Like That's right hilarious. now, like he is literally.
1: Can you imagine like watching him pace back and forth at your local pool?
2: His parents <laughs> like keep it? him real humble.
1: That's good. It's great,
2: actually. He makes mad money, though. Those kids are making like three million an episode or some crazy well, shit.
1: Well, depending on their age, they don't make anything because it goes in a fund for their parents. Oh, until well, they yeah, get but
2: released. they're all like 19 now, right?
1: Are they? I don't know oh by now I guess yeah when they started I'm still watching season one so in my mind they're kids <laughs> that's hilarious oh they're, yes I'm they're still so very much so babies
2: <laughs> in season four it's crazy that's
1: crazy okay. uh what's next tell us oh, the email
2: of the month from e- Emily email of the
1: month no, no, I'm just sound effect happy today <laughs> uh emails Email. Oh, not that uh emails 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 so we got August birthdays uh Emily can totally stop apologizing for being late because clearly we are never on time when we actually put these out. (laughs) So you're right on time with us. Um, This is an exciting one for reasons you will find out soon. However, we will get into our birthdays now. So Georgina Haig uh, is in the beginning of season four. uh, So we'll meet her soon. August 3rd, 1984. 37 years old. Marin Dungy, I imagine, is that how you pronounce that? In the back half of season four, uh, August 6th, 1971, Joanna Garcia Soisher, who plays Ariel. Oh my god, today! A day of recording! A day of recording, August 10th, 1979. She's 43. She looks amazing. She looks sh amazing. Uh, (laughs) Charles uh, Measure plays Blackbeard, August 12th, 1970. He's 52. Sebastian Stan! August thirteenth, nineteen eighty-two. He's forty. This year,
2: that man uh, looks so fucking good.
1: For 40 he looks like old. twenty-four. Uh, Christopher Gorham, uh, who plays Walsh, who we just met. Boom. Uh, August fourteenth, nineteen seventy-four. He's forty-eight. Agnes Bruckner is going to be in season four. August sixteenth, nineteen eighty-five. Thirty-seven years old. Noah Bean, Daniel. Daniel. Way back, way back when. Regina's first love. Uh, August twentieth, nineteen seventy-eight. Forty-four. Ladies and gentlemen, oh
2: gosh,
1: you ready for this? Ladies and gentlemen, Megan Ori August twentieth, nineteen eighty-two. She's forty. That is ridiculous. She does not look forty years old. Anyway, um, Rafael Alejandro plays Roland. Uh, is this is cra- The little kid, Roland, is Robin Hood's little kid that Regina saved. Oh yeah, August twenty-second. 2007. He's 15 this year. Teenager. 15. He's a Stranger Kids kid. Stranger Things Yeah, kid. literally. Uh, Tony Amendola, who plays Marco, our beloved Marco. August 24th, 1951. He's 71. And last but not least, Rachel Shelley, who plays Mila. August 25th, 1969. He's 53. Also looks amazing. Oh,
2: looks-
1: wow.
7: Wowza. XOXO. gossip.
1: That's our birthdays. August is August. And everyone's Megan alive. Or, and everyone's alive this time. That's great. Uh, oh my god, what are we gonna do for Megan Ori's birthday? Are we gonna throw a party? Should we? Should we?
2: Happy birthday, we Megan Ori.
1: We should send it. <laughs> I was done with my shit right now. <laughs> Get over yourself, bra. Okay, I'll tell you what. We'll do it. also We'll also do it for Sebastian Stan. It's only fair. We do it for Sebastian Stan too. We'll probably
2: end up recording on Sebastian Stan's birthday anyway. It's the thirteenth. Yeah, true.
1: Also true. Uh, thank you, Emily, once again for uh, doing our birthdays for us. The we best. You. Thank you. Uh, now, I think that's the end of our Storybook Daily Mirror. How exciting! Hey, that was fun. Fantastic. Love that. Let's talk about the show, shall we? Today we're talking about season three, episode fourteen. It's called "The Tower." Uh, the character backstory uh, we got we got swindled last week. Robin Hood and uh, and the Queen hardly a backstory. I, I know. Would call um,
2: that. I would call that a flashback, not that was a backstory. It, it was a
1: and li- it was like a flashback to like last week. Like it was that right. was some some nonsense. So I'm a little hesitant this week. You know, character backstory is uh, Ch- uh, Prince Charming, Rapunzel. But I'm like, how far back are we going here? Like, what are, what's going on? Liars. Anyway, m- guys, March is your 23rd. Birthday episode.
2: Wow, Megan birthday it was your
1: birthday episode whoa, 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 whoa. it was meant to be uh this is the day before my birthday but it's close enough it's we your birthday episode close. you know what it's i mean it's birthday it's episode. not gonna yeah.
2: land on your birthday yeah yeah
1: but this is my birthday episode the tower all right exciting so i gotta find out i want to pull out all of my birthday episodes find out what like when the week was yeah i remember what the first one was but now it's the tower written by robert Hall, who i believe is a repeat directed by ralph hammaker who we know is a repeat <clears throat> director Six seven point six six oh, million.
2: I didn't update. What? <laughs> That's the one thing. I oh, forgot. you didn't.
1: Oh, no problem. Seven point seven five million. I get it. Well, it was last week, and that means this week was. Nope, not that. I hit it wrong. I hit the wrong button. Oh no! It was six point nine one million.
0: Oh it went down
1: 7.75 to 6.91 it almost went down a million people they were like man i'm done with this zelena stuff that's unfortunate uh anyway wow no bummer okay whatever we'll see. we'll see we'll see we'll see they were like it's not a musical the hell with us um <laughs> all right <laughs> uh so the synopsis of this episode. Wild. Emma, David, Regina, and Hook continue their search for their wicked witch. She, in turn, is planning a dark surprise for David.
5: Ooh.
1: Zelina's <laughs> prisoner is powerless under her watch as she plots her next course of action against the townspeople. Meanwhile, in the fairy tale land that was in the previous year... Oh, my God. <laughs> in the fairy tale land that was in the previous year. Are they going to do that every episode? Because yeah. Okay. Uh, Prince Charming stumbles upon Rapunzel, who is trapped inside a tower and must help her confront her fears in order for her to be free. So That's to answer your previous
2: are... question, yes, it will be a flashback and not a character backstory.
1: Right. And they're going to make Rapunzel afraid of heights, which is going to be hilarious <laughs> for no reason. Or something stupid. Uh, And so now we will review our production notes. (laughs) Production notes. Uh, Production notes is our behind-the-scenes trivia-related things. Things that they uh, did while they were shooting and little tidbits and things for us to look out for while we watch the episode. The first one is always the reference to uh, what is called out in the title card, which they change out every episode. And obviously this week is going to be Rapunzel's Tower.
2: Yes, and then when <clears throat> Rapunzel's doppelganger enters the tower, the doppelganger ties up Prince Charming with Rapunzel's hair just like Disney's Rapunzel does with Flynn Rider in the movie Tangled
1: oh yeah, that would have been out already by this point Yeah, when was Tangled
2: released? 2010 I believe let's
1: see if you're right, I loved playing this game uh, 2000, I would say 12 to November 14, 2010 El
2: Capitan oh, Theater yeah.
1: nicely done
2: I really just want to thank the Lost Bros for that, because I just pictured (laughs) the Rapunzel jersey in my head.
1: Nice. Oh, the 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Well done. Um, Okay, yeah. So uh, when Rapunzel doppelganger into the town. So there's a doppelganger.
2: So there's a doppelganger.
1: Ah, spoilers. Regina says to David, if you want to waste your time playing Nancy Drew, be my guest. (laughs) A reference to the titular character of the book series of the same name. Bing!
2: There is a bicycle dumb. with a basket on Zelina's porch, which oh, references stop. Miss Gulch, the Wicked Witch of the West, Kansas's counterpart from the 1939 The Wizard of Oz film, who has a similar bicycle.
1: That's adorable! Oh my god, there's a picture of her in here. Too. Yes, <laughs> like Miss, Oh my in god, in case you
2: didn't know who Miss Gulch was, she was Miss a bitch.
1: Elmira Gulch. She has a first name. Yeah, you didn't know that. No. Oh yeah. Love it. Um, by the way, just a side note for me, of all this Wicked Witch talk. Um, what's her name? Margaret. Oh, God. What's her name? I oh, like I gotta go look at it. Mar- uh, Margaret. Thatcher. Hamilton. Margaret. Not Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> not Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> Margaret Hamilton, who is the actress who played the Wicked Witch, uh, had a really hard time, like, getting roles after that because she was scaring. Like, she um, was, Because she was discriminated
2: she was by her green skin?
1: Super scary. <laughs> She wasn't actually Alphaba. She didn't actually have green skin, but. <laughs> How would you know her.
2: everything was in black and white back then? You don't know what color That's true. She was. You don't
1: know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Margaret Hamilton, I watched apparently resurrected, recently resurrected uh, footage of a canceled, like taken off the air Sesame Street episode where she guest stars as the Wicked Witch blown in okay she's blown in on a broom lands and is trying to like i forget what the storyline is she has to get her broom back or some weird nonsense like that to try and leave and then so she has to pretend to be a nice old lady to get the broom back, and they're like screaming and hollering that some witch is like in town trying to mess with them or whatever. So she like dresses up like a nice old lady, so you see her like not in makeup and all that stuff. But it, and, and so she was like guest starring as this character she played in Wizard of Oz, and it scared kids so freaking bad that they completely removed it from all of the reruns and all that stuff. And so, obviously, recently with digital media, they brought it back and it was on like red but you couldn't find it anywhere like youtube wouldn't play it so it was like it was like on reddit somewhere song in the south yeah exactly uh and i watched the whole thing and it is terrifying guys you have to go find it oh my it's gosh. hilarious it's cra- it, but and it's it's from the our like early 70s seasons you know Yeah. of when she was very old. Very so wow. she was even more kind of wrinkly and older yeah. golder looking. Because she was pretty young when she when she uh was in Wizard of Oz. Yeah. It was in the what, the thirties, thirty nine. Nineteen thirty nine. Um, yeah. In the like sixties and seventies when she was like anyway. It was crazy. Go look it up.
2: Now is also the time to watch Wizard of Oz two Return to Oz. Ooh. But like that's a good idea I have to watch that at least. Isn't
1: that the crazy
2: horror? I have to watch that at like... ten o'clock in the morning. Uh was I know it, I know like we've talked 80s? about this before. It is from the nineties and it is the most terrifying movie I've ever seen in my life.
1: I remember didn't we watch the trailer on the show? Yeah, it was no like the exaggeration. Thing ever?
2: If somebody, you know, said we have to watch the scariest movie you've ever seen in your life, I'd be like, I'll oh, return to Oz.
1: That one. Yeah. <laughs>
2: no question. The oh, Wheelers. God.
1: Okay. I still I still to this day say that scarier than the Wicked Witch was those bitches from uh Witches. The the the, the Angelica Houston. Uh, Yes.
2: I would take witches as a comedy, as opposed to Return to Oz. Like that is how really? scary this movie is.
1: Oh my God! Maybe we'll. It's on Disney Plus. One day in the future. Oh yeah, witches is on Disney. Yes, Plus
2: I saw that. That also came out or up. HBO. I what that was
1: one of those. Yeah. No, it came out. Up- I don't think it was Disney. I think it was, I think it was hmm. on HBO. It was on I something.
2: It came across the you know the thing.
1: It was? Yeah. No, it was when they take their faces off. and think it was crazy yeah. long noses and the long fingers. That gave me... N- I, to this day, still remember having nightmares as oh, a kid. Oh, we watched the preview that for that, scene. too. We watched yeah, that. We just yeah. that scene. Dude. Uh, anyway, one day, that's what we'll do. We'll have one of our Patreon things be like, a, we'll just watch that movie on air and not
2: stop The it. scariest we'll movie we've through. ever seen. Not oh, clickbait. Yeah.
1: <laughs> one one day <laughs> not a promise is not going me. Uh when David calls Emma's phone he receives her voicemail with in which she names her work business as Big Apple Bales Bond. <laughs> oh, this is
2: the one that I edited. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, listen, it got dumber. So okay, let then me go, let me go find it. The wiki writes in after The Big Apple is a common nickname for New York City. Oh,
1: stop it. <laughs> stop it really said that and i
2: was like i refuse to read this on, on get the out of here and then we
1: and then we did anyway uh that's embarrassing in me.
2: the right context <laughs> though i didn't read that I, genuinely
1: i have secondhand embarrassment from that that's ridiculous oh um, yeah that's that's so stupid like
2: word for word that's what it said
1: oh god we have some oh, hidden other, details
2: other, like, what oh
1: there's other stupid new york things in here too henry mentions a uh, little yeah. italy I'm not... a neighborhood in manhattan she he also mentions emma wouldn't take a job in queens if it meant i'd miss school that's a, borough it's a reference in new york City. to one of the five boroughs like man i'm not yeah, reading but it, those. Does, it does this but then it completely skips a bunch of other things <laughs> like really big obvious things that we notes. catch and we're like guys really come on Carry on. Hidden we have details. a
2: hidden detail. The dress Emma wears in Prince Charming's Nightmare has swan like feathers.
1: Ooh, I like that. Uh, ooh, hold on. We have uh, a few clothing related items in a segment we call brand info. Belle uh, is wearing an alternatively colored bow applique lace jersey tee by Red Valentino. No longer available.
2: Emma is wearing a Coach Cashmere solid knit hat in gray. Unfortunately, no longer available. She wears the same headgear in the next episode, Quiet Minds.
1: This is the single dumbest bit we do on the show. (laughs) And my favorite part about it is that it still works from when we did it in like the first handful of episodes. Like... (laughs)
2: Every I don't time know why that makes. It just me, hits. Am I the
1: only one that makes me laugh? Too no, like it every hits time we every time. it, it's, it's so dumb and useless information, and we made a whole bit about it. Um, it was, okay, so I promise, if we ever get someone from the show, I don't care if it's a writer or anybody, we just have to get them to record brand info in their sultriest voice to that music.
2: <laughs> so if you worked for Craft Services on the Once Upon a I Time set in 2014. We would like you on the show. If
1: you want to, yeah, a PA, uh, I don't know, people who drive the trailers, security, any of those people, just come let me know. Hit us up. Uh, last but not least, David explains gaining knowledge about holly berries from previously working in the animal shelter and frequently seeing dogs track them. However, this dumbass is clearly lying because dogs are poisoned. like holly berries are poisonous to dogs. So that's not a real thing. So David's either the worst animal shelter employee. David is killing rescue dogs. He just said that. He just said that to sound cool.
2: <laughs> so we're coming goof. for you, David.
1: That was one of our goofs. I uh, I, lo- I do love that we found the charming stands because then we have people to appeal to or people to kind of convince us that maybe it's not quite as bad as we're, we might be projecting. I think we need we need to be checked sometimes. Sometimes we're we get a lot of control.
2: I've never been wrong in my entire life. So speak for yourself. <laughs> not in
1: my entire life. Not once.
2: (laughs) Not even a little bit. Uh,
1: Not even a little. Hey, hey, there's a hatch one. A hatch one I particularly like. What are we talking about? We're talking about what's in the hatch. This week, uh, what is in the hatch, uh, if you're wondering what the hatch is, it's a Lost reference, right? So the hatch in Lost is the place where they kept their dark secrets. And Desmond. Uh, So we use the What's in the Hatch segment to talk about the lost secrets that they keep inside um, Once Upon a Time. That's the best I've ever explained it. I feel like that's a great job.
2: way to. Kudos.
1: Thank you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. Stop. 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 Uh, So this week's Hatch, there are close-ups of Zelina's and Mr. Gold's eyes when she shaves him. I'm so excited for this scene, by the way. Watching Zelina shave, Mr. Gold, is going to be wild. Uh, but that's a recurring theme on Lost. Close-ups on eyes is a big, big deal in Lost of, like, like disorientation and, like, you know, people you, you starting episodes with eyes yeah. being open or, or that whole the thing. So, dumb. yeah, bum, bum. yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a big one. So, we're going to look out for that. Hey, let's watch the episode, shall we? Um, we're going to take this part Yes.
2: We watched the episode. There are some rules for the show. Well,
1: features. Maybe features. Those maybe
2: features. Maybe show. They're like rules maybe you rules.
1: can break. So they're like things you can yeah, do if you want. to it. Uh, how about a drinking game? Anybody up for that? Drink. Oh, my. That was perfectly timed <laughs> in my headphones. Uh, yeah. You can, uh, you can play a drinking game with us if you like. It uh, consists of us ringing this bell. And then you drinking something of your choice. Water, tea, crackers. Sometimes we <laughs> we just Jeez-its. don't drink anything. We eat Cheez Its and cookies and stuff. Um but we make those rules up and some you'll figure them out as we go. Uh, what about a play pause sound? Just so that you know when I'm playing and pausing the episode, perhaps? Something play like pause. this. We'll play pause. Well, oh, play pause. Uh, that's hilarious because it actually replayed Cardi B's Uggs, and I muted it. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Um, so uh, yeah, that's we have that, and we have some more sounds effects coming. You know, things like uh, this one.
4: Don't worry, buddy. Don't worry, about it,
2: sweetheart. Maybe this. If you feel things getting sexual, just say shut, shut it, it down. Shut it down. Uh, you know what sound yeah. I think we need? What? Um, from Monty Python and the Holy Grail.
1: Ooh, lovely! When love, they say,
2: "Bring out your dad
1: Ooh, I like that. I that love could that work. one. I don't that know where work. we're
2: gonna throw it in, but that's one of my favorite. It's okay. Um, quotes we still have to find any... a spot for this one. Oh my god, ew, David!
1: Ew, David. We haven't we they haven't used come,
2: that But I just end up saying that in David. real Yeah, 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 and yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and for all of you listening,
2: thank you for being a friend.
1: All right. Uh, the last thing we're going to do before we watch the episode is figure out who is saying the uh, the title reference, right? There's a line in the episode, supposedly, that is the reference to the title of the episode. This one is Tower. The Tower? Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. The Tower. Uh, someone says, you can leave this tower. That's it. <laughs> That's the reference. Who they really couldn't
2: it? say the tower?
1: Yeah. Oh, no. The Tower. Like anything? Who's saying it? Who are they saying it to? What's your guess? You have I to can't write it in this play. time damn it. Uh, I did show like can... an hour ago. I know, it's okay. David to Rapunzel. No, Rapunzel to David. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. Rapunzel to David because of the context clues. That's what I'm putting in I there. have my poker face on. I'm not even looking at you. I'm not looking at you right now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: hey, you want to watch some TV?
2: No, I quit.
1: Okay, well, we're going to quit, guys. Sorry. That's the end. Bye. We're playing the SNL music because we're done. The show, I'm, I'm out. JK, uh, how about we watch season three, episode 14, The Tower? The Tower. The Tower. The tower. <laughs> Thank you for the ominous <laughs> echoes. Uh. Okay. Wow,
0: we're coming Got in it. hot
1: looking castle we're flying oh, through the here the Regina music Regina music shout out to the uh, visual effects team for this gorgeous rendering of this castle but apparently not the camera crew because this green screen is terrible
4: yeah <laughs> that was real bad
1: that's okay it was only one shot
4: what was that
1: yeah I don't know it was probably a, it was probably a, a reshoot like an add-in shot because they thought it wasn't they needed one more shot yeah. so they shot it after the fact uh, it looks like charming is going into what looks like Emma's room. I think, based on what we've seen. Yeah, it before. looks
2: like a nursery. This is
1: impossible. Oh, because he I shouldn't be here. He got sent back, right? And he went to Emma's room, and it's still
8: there somehow. This is all wrong.
9: You're right full-grown princess still living in her nursery. I don't even have a proper vanity.
0: Oh
1: my god, this is the first time we're seeing her in a ball gown, isn't it? Yeah. What are you doing
9: here? She's got the swan things on her shoulders. No. I was looking for a place to practice. I'm a little nervous about tonight.
8: Tonight? What's tonight?
9: The ball. You know I've never been to one before.
1: This is so cute I don't even know how to dance.
2: I know. Teach me. That dress is gorgeous.
1: It really is. This is so cute.
2: Like a beautiful father daughter moment. I know. He's like, what the fuck is going on,
1: though? <laughs> yeah. natural, just like your mother. <laughs> Don't say stuff like that. Come on.
2: <laughs> and you are the best teacher
8: a daughter could hope for.
1: Got us over here crying in the first 10 minutes. I
8: know. Emma, this is everything I ever hoped for
9: you. Me too. Shame I never got
1: it. Um, <laughs> I wish we weren't the same age. That's weird.
9: <laughs> I'm not really here. I was never here. I should be, but I'm not. All for one reason. You failed me. Oh my god!
1: What a terrible I nightmare. They, I hate when they do these because they're so heavy-handed. You know, they have to be because they're quick. I guess that is how nightmares kind of. Yeah. Replace. They're like really quick. Whoa. Oh, then she gets sucked into the uh, her enchanted tree. Survive, Daddy! Daddy. Daddy, that didn't feel good.
9: Nope. You, you failed me. There's nothing you can do. No, Emma. Don't fail the next one.
1: Can I just interject God, for a hot second? Am I the only person who, as that stuff started to, everybody's gonna really get on my case about hating on Snow and Charming? Um, did that to you feel like it? I closed my eyes for a split second and sounded like Snow was saying all oh, that. Felt like a very Snow way to approach it. Like you're the worst. I hate you. Just like kind of make sure like be better next time because you're the worst. Like <laughs> it feels like stuff Snow says all the time. Like like not being a bitch, but she ends up being a bitch.
2: No, I wouldn't judge any of that because it's a nightmare.
1: Yes. So it's a combination
2: of everyone in his life saying these things, like you know what I mean. Like when you have a nightmare or a dream, it's picking real life things out of your head. So right, I think that that made sense to me. It
1: just the writers went immediately into like female bitch writing, which to me is just how they've been writing snow a lot. So at any (laughs) time. Especially like Emma, like Jennifer Morrison, too, has a very similarly dry delivery. And I say that in a good way. Their characters need to be a little heavier, a little darker, right? And that dry delivery, she and Ginny both share on screen, you know, especially yeah. when they're together. So when she flipped into that, it just felt again like Snow being. Uh, she's very black and white. If everything can't be perfectly positive, it's the end of the fucking world. You know, there's no in between. There's no like, oh, well, I guess maybe there's just like happily ever after or you're going to die. Like there's no, yeah, it just you know? doesn't
2: apply for me in this one because it was a nightmare. So it's literally yeah. supposed to be the most extreme worst thing to him.
1: I mean, to that point, I'm, I'm wondering like, it, it, did it, because that's the woman who's constantly berating him all the time. So yeah, that's what I mean. Like into... maybe it,
2: that just got piped in there. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I like the idea that it's a it's kind of a collaboration, not collaboration, uh, like a, a
2: combination, a combination of, of yeah, everything the, in your the, real all life, all of the
1: the things. Yeah, not necessarily women, but the but the bad voices yeah. that he hears It's just it's just something in that delivery that I was like, oh, like mother, like daughter, like I just felt very like I don't know. Maybe I was projecting where. <laughs> Alright, so we started out with a nightmare scene
2: Okay, Charming's and he got his looks f- like he's still in the Enchanted Forest Yeah,
1: he's got his frilly collar on So clearly he's in the Enchanted okay. Forest, right?
2: Well, look he's awake Snow is Happy
1: Little, preg- little
2: chipper Come look at this view, Charming
9: I've forgotten how beautiful it was here
8: Someone's in a good mood I am. Dang,
1: that robe is tight. I love that robe. <laughs> I have
9: some pretty wonderful news. We're pregnant.
1: Oh, sorry. Wait, we just figured this out.
9: What? Are you not happy? No,
1: I'm confused. No, I'm I thought we already knew that.
2: Didn't we just see a bump?
1: I was gonna say like a like a significant bump, like a, like a for seven it.
2: month pregnancy bump.
1: Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> hold <Like>. on. <laughs> I mean, I know we're dealing with real bumps. Like she's she's actually pregnant right now. I know, right? but so we have to kind of work with what we got. It seems but, like
2: that might have been established before this one moment.
1: Like they, yeah. I wish, yeah. I wish it would have been posts. We know were but I guess they have to show on screen them finding out because they we we skipped forward to. But why does she look like, pregnant? She looks hyper pregnant right now. I know why, why she a, looks
2: pregnant because she is actually pregnant. But like.
1: Why so wouldn't either, we sh- have
2: shot from there up for yeah, this conversation? Yeah, so either, either
1: hide it in the shooting or make it later in their story so that this makes sense. Don't just pretend like you don't have also, a f- like a f- five-month so baby sorry. Bump.
2: I, I'm so sorry that I was born when I was born, but like how do people find out that they're pregnant until they're like noticeably pregnant?
1: Like when they don't have pee sticks? Yeah. What you mean? Like, yeah, how, did, I how
2: did she figure that out? Well, she's I had like, to got pee a basketball a stick.
1: under there, so uh, clearly.
2: I'm confused. How did she know did, that?
1: Did they just not find out until they were like Showing? physically protrude? Yeah. Like in which case, you know, a lot of kids died possibly from alcohol poisoning because they were drinking a whole shit ton of like mead and but then I think and,
2: about Bridgerton where it's because her period was late and I'm like,
1: but like were you all on a regular the, cycle? Like- I was going to say, it's not the only way your period could be late. <laughs>
2: right. So how, how did they do that?
1: I mean, they had doctors too. So maybe they had, but like how weird, did the
2: doctors do that?
1: I don't know. We'll have to do a little bit of a...
2: Because when of... you go to the doctors, they still make you pee on a stick. Well,
1: well, now they do. But medieval doctors... Do right. So watch. what
2: did the medieval doctors so do? So what
1: did they do? Uh, can someone... Uh, we have several middle school and high schoolers. Can someone please tell us... <laughs> go to your go to your school textbooks and tell us how medieval doctors did medieval doctoring. Please and thank you. Thank you. Because we're too busy to go to Google. Thanks. Thank, thanks. Hey, bye. Bye. <laughs>
8: I am thrilled. I love. We're getting
1: into the. Oh, you're not happy. (laughs) Oh boy. I wish Charming was. Oh, Rapunzel's tower. Rapunzel's tower.
2: I know he really just went. He's. I am. Just terrible. Thrilled. Like he read it.
1: He's one
10: of so those dudes who's
1: just who always bad. With, how do
7: we find this Nine months nine later. I suggest we start by asking if anyone's seen a woman with green skin. Hold.
1: We're assuming there's some wizardry happening because nine months later, if she... A baby be would already, have been born. Yeah, she already knew, so she would have had to have been conceived last night in order for this to work out. This is... <laughs> this, this is, is poor. crazy. This is poor writing. I hope they explain. Could, well, no, but we didn't we already establish that they had been gone for a year and she was already
2: Okay, so you were gone for a year, so you spent 3 months raw dogging it, got knocked up, <laughs> and then on the day that your baby was due, you got shot back to the storybook. No, nah, I guess
1: that try. I mean, that's a that's a reasonable
2: timeline. But if still they've could- been in storybook for a couple of days now, like
1: Right. So she should be getting ready to deliver. But my question is, look at her right now. She's going, she's back to being like five, six months pregnant again, like a little bump. Right. And it's nine months. How can it be nine months later? And you're like, you have like a little,
2: this is poor (laughs) timeline writing. You have
1: like a, I ate a hoagie that was too big bump. Like it's not even that big. You know
2: like. she looks fabulous i mean i think pregnant women look fabulous all, all the time no like, of course of until course. the day that you give birth you know what i mean i'm just but, like, saying
1: you're not nine months worth of pregnant right that's right. what i'm saying okay.
2: all right. <laughs> unless you're now. giving
1: giving birth to like a small ferret or something i'm disagreeing like, with
2: this timeline yeah
3: we're cursed in storybrook she'll look like any one of
9: then us we start somewhere we know she's been regina's office
3: huh? I went over... It See, she's earlier in her pregnancy,
9: but you were coming for magic. Maybe
3: there's physical evidence that you missed.
8: Good idea. We'll track her.
3: If you want to waste your time playing Nancy Drew, be my guest. But <laughs> we can't let Henry wander around alone with that witch and her flying monkeys out there.
1: Mon- uh, did you know that Nancy Drew is actually a character in a book? It's a reference to...
3: A- yeah. The, I'm just the Nancy Drew One is. of those
1: flying monkeys could turn out to be
7: his
3: father.
9: Ah! Is there no sign of Neil? No.
3: Point being... Someone needs to protect Henry. He doesn't even know what's going on.
9: I'm guessing you're volunteering.
3: If you find anything, call me. Just
9: remember, he thinks we're here because I'm on a case. Well, look who's gotten good at lying. Just don't see how proud she was. (laughs) As as far as Henry knows, you're just Madame Mayor, and that's it. I'm well aware of how Henry sees me.
2: Yeah, I think that was fair of Regina to be like, I fucking know.
9: Time's wasting. See, I
1: was wondering if you were going to have something to say about that because. Do you think Emma's doing that to throw her parental position in front of her? Or- yes,
2: because if she wasn't, she would have said, Henry thinks that we're here on a case, and that would have been the end of the conversation. Not being like he only knows you as Madame Mayor and not a thing more, you dumb f- bitch. Like I kinda
1: figured I kind of figured you'd see it that way. No, I really uh, don't like how
2: she handles some of these like co parenting I Which I agree. I understand it's a difficult and very unique situation, but she is his mother. You are right. his mother get on board or this get is something. Out.
1: This is something that I think is a big struggle for the writers, not acknowledging th- that that's how it's going to look right. To other yeah.
2: People. I really just think that they didn't take into consideration how important it is to recognize Regina as a mother without question.
1: See, so well, and we also have to consider that this was 10 years ago when that probably wasn't as sensitive of a topic as it is today. No, like, but like women's rights in general, it's not really, holding right? up. Yes, I say that because I looked at that and immediately thought back to Archie days when Henry is fragile. And I think knowing that Regina would throw like to hell with the rules, that kind of person, that she could damage Henry's psyche right now because she for her own purposes wants to feel loved. And Emma knows that now here's where I have the problem with the writing. Emma's, I think position to say, Hey, let's protect Henry here is probably what her intention was. The fact that in the writing, they did not interject a single bit of empathy from Emma as to how Regina would receive no, that. It was, you know what I'm saying? That's the thing that's missing is, yeah, you see it as snooty where I see it. I only say this, we get, we got into a conversation about this recently at, at work, I think. Um, about the fact that we, up north, have a very particular way of talking, right? We're very fast. We're very abrasive. We we get right to the point. We don't have a lot of time right in the conversation to, like, coddle people's feelings. You just, like, get to it and you move on. And that is not the way that people communicate outside of the north, the northeast in particular. Um, moving to the south, I've discovered this in a very, very hard lesson. There are many hard lessons that, that people don't take to that well, right? So I always look at the way that Emma talks with that same thing in mind. She's brass or crass. She's very like kind of abrasive. She 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 isn't always thinking about the effects of how what she's going to say is going to, you know, feed the room. She doesn't have time to coddle people's feelings. She just gets right to it. So I relate to that. And in that, she's thinking left brain logistically about like, okay, Put the numbers together in the equation to make the thing happen, which doesn't take the person into account. It doesn't take the person's emotions into account, which is what you're reacting to. And similarly, what Regina reacted to, right? That she's she's seeing that and getting defensive as like, I get it, I know. And this is more of like a track record thing. of like she can really mess Henry up and Emma doesn't know how to say that. Without implicating you don't deserve to be his mom, which maybe she doesn't even intend to do. But why couldn't the they, the writers were in control of the type of person Emma was? So why couldn't they just make her someone who does? you know say the hard things but also feels for the person to be like look i i don't want this to come out the wrong way anything just say something to make you understand that this is a human being you're talking to and not like you know what i'm saying yeah it was the double down on
2: it i wish she just said one thing and moved on and then also i know regina has a track record to do some damage but like emma also gave henry up for adoption
1: right who's to say she doesn't
2: just say fuck it all and walk away and i know she wouldn't do that
1: and think about the kind of person who would say those words to Emma and have Emma be defensive too, right? Like, yeah, somebody I just don't like think Snow that was might fair, trip on it. A fair or Regina, actually. In the, if those roles were reversed and Regina made a comment like that, I think she would react to the same way. And again, you can just write into that character a little piece of empathy, right? To be like, I yeah. understand your position. I know you're hurting, but let's think of Henry here. That would have contextualized it a little bit to so not make it so cold. Blaming Unless the writers. They unless they wanted to make it cold maybe it was on purpose right maybe it was because they they you know they emma's default is to kind of always be at odds with people because she doesn't know how to talk maybe that's a part of her character yeah. trait which of course we then always will react to toxically because we don't like that shit but like like moral of the story everyone recap be nice to people no matter what you're saying you can have hard conversations with people and still be nice and respectful <laughs> and maybe that wasn't either one in in this case yeah um, but but it's an interesting conversation because i could see another perspective of this where she didn't intend to be snooty the way that maybe you think that she is yeah but i still have the same problem that you did with it it still doesn't either yeah,
2: way it's still it not p- good you know it's still I mean? not nice like, it's still to, not working. to
1: be like that yeah totally
7: there's something wicked in your town what do you say we go find it Ooh. why uh, wasn't
1: why wasn't that the line that led into the title card
2: that would have been great.
1: I call that the CSI line, where, where he like puts the glasses on and makes the pun. Like that's, you know, every show has that line. Hey, look! Enjoying a little toy. He's spinning gold. Spinning. Cleans the mind, soothes the soul. Cleans the mind, soothes the soul.
2: Now, <laughs> is this an act? Because I think it's an act. I don't know yet. you sound.
1: I don't know yet, but he's a brilliant actor.
2: Yes, he but he I don't believe. The cage, the cage mm? made him back to an. End. Not appreciating
10: your jailer. Oh no! You look like you want to hurt me. Go on then. Give it a go. <laughs> I'd love to see you try. That's cool. Especially when we both know that you can't. Not when I have this. You're a slave to it, and to me. Mm, hi ADR. Did you hear that? Frustration can be so intoxicating. On others, the only one that can do the hurting here is me. So why don't you be a good boy she... and sit back down?
1: Maybe she's, like, got... She's a f- making him like that through the
2: day. Yeah, maybe.
1: You know? Well,
8: what are you waiting for?
1: Don't let me stop, you. Ooh, her eyes are gorgeous. Close-up eyes. Wait.
8: Oh, All yeah. In my
10: head will be quiet when I'm dead. Again. Oh, these shots are gorgeous. <laughs> I'm not here to kill you, Rumple. I'm here we to sleep really with need you. To keep
0: up appearances. <laughs> appearances, appearances for what?
1: For if why. this was on a different network, that Let would definitely spin. be the plotline.
0: <laughs> spin the madness away. Spin the madness.
10: No. I think the spinning is bringing the madness. Here. Come closer. She is
1: a very different kind oh. of pretty that I really enjoy.
10: Yeah, but still lest you want me to nick that pretty face. Is
1: she going to shave him with the dagger? That's uh, some dark shit right there, man. This is You're
10: probably wondering Adrian how Max. I know how to do that. Did I ever tell you about my father? His hands used to shake from drink or worse. I didn't ask. He didn't tell me that he couldn't abide going a day without a shave, so I had to learn how to shave him. He used to say that no matter what we were feeling on the inside, we had to put on our best face. In our land, you and I never had that choice,
1: did we? How exactly do you sharpen a weird-ass shaped blade like that? Thank you. (laughs) Sharp enough to shave a guy's face. Like,
2: is it the magic?
10: What was rotting on the inside? This scene is beautiful. We're in a new land now. A land filled. This is very sensual. I'm (laughs) telling you, it's giving HBO Max.
1: (laughs) It is. You're right. Okay, she shaved like five times, and now he's perfectly clean shaven. (laughs) How did that work?
3: This
2: is awkward.
1: (laughs) Any person with a I don't know jaw and chin knows it takes more than five strokes to shave your chin. Like. (laughs) <laughs> okay but this is a really uncomfortable I feel like I shouldn't be. I feel like I uh, yeah a, I feel like I walked into Tom. something that
2: I need to leave the room for
1: yeah seriously I don't I mean I Blasting. like <laughs> I like being uncomfortable
2: like that it's good acting
1: this is my horror movie my version of a horror that. movie when I'm like squirming
2: <laughs> you don't care
8: about appearances
1: if you care about appearances you change my shot
10: just exactly what I you are. What I'm after, Rumple, is something you've spent a lifetime seeking. Something that goes against your very nature. Something that I can't afford to wait that long for. <laughs> Luckily I won't have to. <laughs>
1: Did that feel a little bit like Rumple's riddles read back to him?
2: Yeah, I like. Except it I like
1: the. I don't,
2: I'm confused. I like the kind
1: of mysterious. Well, but everything that came out of Rumple's mouth for a thousand years yes. was confusing people. I like, like the fact that it. You know, he doesn't get talked to like that.
2: All he's he no searching one for was like his win. son.
1: Well, I mean, it's supposed so to be far as you. we know. And so. everyone thinking. It's not that simple. It's definitely going to be power or respect or like something intangible. Right, but you, you know what, what
2: I mean? mean? Like this whole time we've been thinking, well, all Rumpel really cared about was getting back to Belfire. So yeah.
1: well, what is
0: this
2: new quest? That's all on? he actually
1: was looking for, but that's not necessarily how she would have read it. She right. would have read him as the Dark One as like acquiring power, even though that's not true. So who knows what she's, you know, kind of referring to, which is, I like that. I like having characters not be so spoon-fed. I think that's one of the issues we have with the Charmings is that they're so black and white that they're predictable. They're yeah. easy to tell, you know? And there's nothing about the introduction of this character that right now is predictable. We don't know what she's trying to do. She's still being a little bit mysterious. I think there's a real big power in holding back, you know, mm-hmm. in restraint. The the power in restraint is... um, it, it's It's so easy to to forget about like Emma and August uh, you know, Regina Graham being a little bit aloof, you know, like all these characters that we fell in love with uh, Jefferson, you know, what was so cool about them is that they were just a little bit kooky, you mm-hmm. know, they were a little they and they were all hiding something and they were charming enough, no pun intended to be able to conceal that with wit and charm instead of with uh, luck or being too scared or just straight up lying, you right. know what I mean. There's a little bit of a of a of a cat and mouse game that Rumple always played with people. Same with August. Same with even a little bit Neil. You know, in the beginning, when yeah. he was kind of like trying to play the game. Um, and that's another thing that you know, if you think about it, with those roles, Greg and Tam- Tamara didn't have that charm, didn't have that wit. It was a blunt instrument, right? It was very right. see what you get. What you see is what you get, and that's why there was no dimension to them, which I applaud the writers for introducing a character that has so much dimension that we're like I want to see how this plays out you know what I mean we're yep. kind of stroking our beards a little bit even those little kind of riddles I'm like oh what is she about and, yeah. and having Rumpel say what we're thinking of like what exactly is it that you want and she just won't answer I think it keeps you on the hook that's a that's to me a good yep. you know, it's a good, good, good writing deal. yeah for sure
2: good storytelling
1: yeah good storytelling especially good narrative <laughs> dorky bell just <sighs> being like
2: <laughs> Just run in the I shop trust and everyone. And then gone. Can I help you?
10: Oh, he must be Mrs. Gold. No, I'm uh, not. Is Mr. Gold around? Ah, uh, he. No, he isn't. He. <clears throat> he died. Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. Bell. Uh, Bell. Bell? That's such a pretty name. Look, I'm. I'm so sorry to bother you, but I was hoping to buy a baby gift for a lovely woman I met at Granny's Diner. Maybe you know her. She goes by Mary Margaret here. See, I'm helping her with her pregnancy, and today is my first day on the job, you know. Curse or no curse, girls girl's got to work.
2: (laughs) Mary Margaret.
10: There's
1: something so charming
2: about British people. Yeah. (laughs) British, Australian, (laughs) New Zealand... Yep. Anybody not from America? No, yeah, anyone, to the
1: anyone, everyone, anyone not American?
2: Yeah, just clanging shit around,
1: girl. Uh, oh, it's baby teeth. Just kidding. <laughs> Didn't we have that conversation on the podcast about how your mom still keeps baby teeth? Yes. That was your mom's safe of baby teeth, didn't you? Ew. <laughs> Gross. Uh, I think someone was looking for something.
2: I think somebody broke in.
8: <laughs> I think I have a partial footprint. You guys see anything? Not Other a partial! Yeah,
7: sense of design. Nothing.
2: Is that blood? I
8: don't know. Is it?
2: Yeah, touch it with your bare hands. It's berry. Like a fruit?
8: Oh, like holly berry. They grow on bushes. Are you some sort of botanist in this life, mate? <laughs> I worked in an animal shelter. saw dogs track them all the time. No, you didn't, dumbass. No, you didn't. Bushes grow in the woods.
2: You know where? <laughs> I
1: wish you were North
9: at West the end. You would have been
1: now. like, huh? They all
2: died. <laughs> I know. Like, something to at least... <laughs> Anything? Make sure we knew what you were talking about, which you obviously he, don't, because you're an idiot. Or, or, or to be like, and then I got fired, because
1: I wasn't really good. <laughs> like, it's terrible.
8: <laughs> Far from the toll bridge.
2: Troll bridge. I'm really loving Emma's Drink. sweater and hat. Everything okay? I know.
8: Mary Margaret needs me to come back to the loft. We're... Getting a midwife and she wants to meet the both of us. It's a bit demanding, isn't she?
7: <laughs> I meant the midwife.
9: <laughs> it's fine. That's Let's really go. funny.
8: Oh, yeah, we just got on track here. Hook <laughs> is the, the best, man. best,
9: man. She needs you. Just meet us when you get done. Oh. All
2: right. Okay. That was kind of cool. Right. He walked out of Regina's office and then we're back. He walked into the barn at Enchanted Forest. I oh, thought that I was a cool transition.
1: That. Yeah, that was awesome.
2: Drink. Cool transition.
1: Oh, cool transition. Also,
5: hidden in my quiver.
1: drink because he drank.
2: Yeah.
5: And I. was a called tipped arrows. Payment for helping the queen break into her castle. Never thought I'd be paid to break in somewhere. Just feels wrong somehow. It's very generous. The queen must like you. I simply think she wants me out of her castle as soon as possible, but uh for now it's the best place for my boy. With a witch on the loose, my first priority is keeping my family safe. I'm sure you understand that. I do. If you don't mind me saying, you uh look like a man who needs some sleep more than a drink. Uh what if I could? Hmm. Yeah, I've been there. Is there uh anything you want to talk about? Something about, about sharing warm alcohol with strangers
2: just, just does not sit with me. Yeah, it's not great. Doesn't <laughs> not. doesn't do anything for me.
0: <laughs>
1: that shit's I'm... gotta be
2: so old and so warm. <laughs>
1: It's yeah. I guess we're not the demographic for this to relate to this particular uh, uh, bonding experience. <laughs> I would. Have been I'm like, sure it's out there. I'm for good. Someone. I'm yeah, good. Yeah.
8: <laughs> i have always known everything would work out for the best. When I was last in the enchanted forest, I duelled a black knight to put my newborn in a magic wardrobe to flee a curse, and never once did my confidence waver. Then what's changed? That's just it, that I don't know. Just can't seem to escape this feeling of dread and I really need to be there for snow right now and I can't be distracted by this
5: this fear so don't be easier said than done after my wife died Friar Tuck told me of a route that if digested would help one overcome any and all fears <laughs>
1: of course there's some magic root where do i find it
5: literally he's like
2: where do I, I go to grow under
5: the white moss at the edge of sherwood forest just south of here white moss anything else it has flecks of crystal within its flesh it looks like stars stars well that's why they call it night root did it help you i don't really dabble in magic not unless i have to well oh, i may not have that luxury you should know they uh, say that that part of the forest is haunted. haunted may need the night route to handle the fear of your journey to stop your fear perhaps the flask was the right idea
8: i'm not afraid of a ghost story not one my family's at stake
2: i'm so well,
8: big tough charming
2: he was not tough five seconds ago he's running to go and get something to not be afraid
3: <laughs> no yeah, he I caught you in a net well i had just robbed his carriage <laughs> oh my
10: god you two have got quite a love story oh.
3: <laughs> Well, speak of the handsome devil, Zelina, this is David. Mr.
10: Nolan, it's so lovely to meet you.
8: OK, so- Is she
3: wearing the emerald?
8: you here. I thought she was. Should we uh, get this started?
9: Oh, sounds like you mean, shall we get this finished? No, no.
8: Oh God, this- Here, let's do this. This ridiculous squabble. Before
9: we begin,
10: I'm going to get us a cup of tea. No, no, no. Let me make you some tea. After all, that's what I'm here for, to make your life as easy as possible.
3: I mean, isn't she
1: wonderful? I love this concept yeah, that the guy is she always seems like perfect. Yeah. can we trust her?
3: We
8: don't even. Know. Yeah,
1: like. Oh.
9: It's entirely
8: possible we were all friends in our missing year, and it's possible we weren't. Look, I just wish we knew more about her. It's not like we can ask for references from a missing year.
9: She knew Johanna.
8: Your nanny growing up? Yes,
2: they were friends.
8: Huh. <sighs> Small world.
2: David. I'm surprised somebody in the wiki didn't go. A small world wrong, is a reference die, to the it. Disney ride. It's a small world, <laughs> it's changing, Disney right.
5: world. <laughs> it's just... you okay. saying.
2: She's roofing, you idiots.
1: What a cool shot from the bottom of the mug like that. Yeah. Did you see that? Okay, how do you feel about... Charming's uh, apprehension tour. Uh, first of all, everyone's missing a year. No one knows who each other is. His apprehension for the only person there. I wish it was stronger. Is, thank you.
2: Why isn't he saying, we have? you're the only person we know that we have no idea who you are. We're looking for somebody that we don't know who it is. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, there were no bad people in Storybrooke besides Regina when they all got shot over for the first curse. You know what I mean? So it was easy to figure out
1: well, you could Regina. you could also re- say that because of that, why would they assume someone bad would come over this time if no one did last time?
2: Because people keep on disappearing, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, right,
2: right. So right. they know she's here, and they know uh, they're do, so, but they know they're looking uh, and they for saw the, the wicked, flying monkey. Too. What is killing me is they've seen the flying monkey. They know they're looking for the wicked witch of the west. They know she's green, and they know or it's they nobody that was in Storybrooke before. So you're well, not questioning. The one person who was new that it, her main outfit details are always something green.
1: Oh, right, right, right. Because they said she wouldn't be green. She would look like everyone else. Right. Because of the way that the curse but is. But you're
2: not going to pick up on the giant emerald wrapped around her neck? Yeah. And then be like, hey, I also don't know. You. I just wish Charming, in this situation, I think Charming is right to be questioning it. I wish At he least cautious. Put his, I wish he put his foot down more.
1: It's hard because Snow is doing that thing again. <laughs> She's just like, you always see the worst in people. Why can't you just think positive because I want you to?
2: It's hard to communicate with Snow right now. Anyway, not to say that, like, pregnant people you can't communicate with, but, like, hormones are on high, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I wish he would go talk to Emma about this. I wish he would have said something like, I just don't have a good feeling about it. Like, because, you know, Emma has her
4: superpower where she knows when somebody
0: is dying. So, like,
2: it's just so convenient (laughs) that Zelina does not run into Emma.
0: Oh, so that
1: she could use her superpower and her go. superpower. Yeah. The uh Yeah.
2: Also, I mean, this tea. You're serving this. Yeah.
1: That's water. Yeah, the right one is. Water,
2: Where's the tea? Sure. This is Wait. nasty. There's not even water in the blue cup.
1: <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this, I, is uh, this is bad. This is bad.
1: I just. Yeah. I, I also wonder you know is, is is this another easy example of snow being so naively toxically positive yes or oh,
2: not i don't
1: know if i don't know if toxic positivity is the right way to describe it cuz the problem with the positivity is that it is it is ignorant and it is almost arrogant it's almost arrogant cuz she's assuming no one could be bad unless they prove it to her
2: i'm not calling this toxic positivity this is dangerously ignorant
1: Yes. Agreed. Uh, totally agree.
2: I think she is toxic positive sometimes, but I think right now she's being dangerously ignorant. When you you're supposed to be because, leading these people and you're just like.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you think it's because she wants that positive outlook on the world to be true so bad that she tries to like manifest it instead, you know, which is a little bit. That's the naive part is that you try to assume um, into someone uh good behavior like I if think, you assume they're good they will automatically follow and that's just not how it works i think I she's know.
2: desperate for a normal that's pregnancy I mean. and a normal childbirth because she, yeah, so she did never got to experience that
1: and she doesn't want like evil people after her <laughs> so uh, yeah just, i like, think she's being
2: dangerously ignorant because she knows maybe deep down that it's not what it's supposed to be see, but but here's
1: my issue what is what is the alternative being paranoid of every sing- that every single person or thing in your life is out to get you like what a kind of life is that like that's the decided right other now side of when there's argument. the wicked
2: witch of the west on the run yeah i would be paranoid about everything
1: That's true it's hard to make this argument just because there is a known person out there who's terrorizing
2: especially when you're pregnant because you have to be so careful nowadays like when you go out anywhere as a pregnant person because people are it's so scary like this one girl that i read about she literally became friends with another young girl and the girl ended up trying to corner her in her bedroom and cut open her stomach and steal her baby like these are things that you like have to think about when you're a pregnant person walking around in public she's just again being dangerously ignorant so i don't agree with this and i don't agree with whatever prop design department did this tea situation? Because this is embarrassing.
1: <laughs> you're really upset at this tea right now. <laughs> I'm a I'm a tea drinker. Me too. I will drink I love tea, tea till
2: I die. It is my favorite form of beverage, and that's an empty blue cup.
1: Same, 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 same. I love tea, and I don't lot. even
2: think those are real tea bags because there's no color in the water. <laughs> just...
1: Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're totally right.
2: No lemon. Well, no honey. Uh, nothing.
1: Let's see how this roofy
10: tea goes down. <laughs>
9: Go.
10: I hope chamomile is okay. I found it's excellent for the nerves. Perfect.
1: All right, so we're back at the flashback Very loud horses are galloping. Yeah. I don't know why they're so loud. Uh, charming is... Getting the night get root. This night root thing. But this forest is supposed to be haunted, so this stuff looks gnarly. Oh, Night Root. It's what she just what she just chopped up in the tea, it looks like. Looks like the same stuff. Just
2: like stars. Even the horse My is, heart is heart. like, we gotta go. Help!
1: Help Charming's like, I can't resist that. <laughs> Damsel in distress. It's my
2: catnip. That's Marty McFly's chicken.
1: Yeah, it's Marty McFly's chicken.
2: Oh, it's <laughs> Rapunzel.
1: I see. I'm already feeling this weird. Like they just found a way to shoehorn Rapunzel in somehow. Yeah,
2: because why would she be yelling, "Help me"?
1: And like, who cares about that? Like, and she, what is she the the haunting that the forest gave? Is they put this girl in a castle? In the is she just the constantly
2: forest? screaming, "Help me!" twenty four seven? So people think that it's a ghost. And he just starts climbing?
1: This seems weird.
2: Seems weird. This doesn't make any sense. I'm not a fan of the writing in this episode.
1: Who wrote this? Uh, Was
2: it Ralph Hemaker?
1: No, he's director.
2: Robert Hall wrote this. Okay. Let's
1: see if we can track down what it is. I don't even know
2: how I just remembered the the director's name, like, in full.
1: You killed it. You, like, did it immediately, too. Let me see if I can, uh, Identify this while we're waiting for him to climb up there. Oh, yeah, black Rapunzel. I forgot about that.
2: Yeah, they're not doing Rapunzel justice with this weird, weird write in.
0: Yeah,
1: true. Oh my god, hair everywhere.
4: I brush and brush my hair.
1: Also, is there any version of this story where Rapunzel's a brunette? Like her long hair version? Because I know. think there's. The is
2: she's time. beautiful, though.
1: She is beautiful.
8: How long have you been up here? Like, it wouldn't have
2: made I've sense to make her blonde because
1: she's dark skinned. So,
8: <laughs> I get it.
3: Are you a prince? Yes. You I'm can already taking that.
8: David. Or Tiara. Are you a princess?
3: Yes. But you can call me Rapunzel. My parents are the king and queen of my realm. They're great leaders, adored by our people. I really wish
1: every adventure you was like a new character. The same reason would, you did.
3: Know? Yeah. I saw what you were digging up.
8: You came for the night run? Right?
3: Yes. When I got older, I knew. I just knew I could never be a leader like my parents. But at least I had my older brother. He was next in line. But then, something happened. Something
4: horrible.
3: I'm sorry. It was a terrible, terrible accident. And after his death, this fear started to overwhelm me. When I closed my eyes.
8: Then the nightmares would come.
3: They crippled my sleep.
8: Did you take the night route?
3: Yes. It didn't work. I'm gonna get it. it was the greatest mistake of my life. Then how are you still here? Before I could return home, a witch appeared. Her face hidden under her cloak. She attacked me, chased me into this tower.
8: Well, you don't have to worry about her
3: anymore. I'm getting you out of here. You don't understand. She won't let me. Whenever I try to leave, she...
0: Uh-oh.
1: Crazy horror, which is That's terrifying. No I don't like this at all.
2: I'm really glad we did not record She's at night. Here.
1: Yeah, this would have been the really movements crazy. are freaking
10: me out. You've already gone through labor once, so at least you know what to expect. Oh, yes, we both do. Mm-hmm. I don't think that your hand is recovered from my. Okay, it.
1: well, it's been almost so, two years. I'm sure. Oh, heal. why isn't it stopping? Okay. There we go. Um, Haraber Hall, uh, is <laughs> you'll love this. Producer of season two, supervising producer, in other words, the the supervisor of the producers, so he's the producer's boss, of season three. Writer, moonlights as a fucking writer on the side. That's why this sucks so much. Yeah, this is somebody's boss who wrote an episode.
2: I don't like it.
1: Even worse. Right before Once Upon a Time, 2008. What was your favorite TV show you are watching? Well, probably not watching it back then. But what's the show you keep making me want to watch over and over again? Whose credits are constantly overlapping with Once Upon a Time?
2: I zombie. No, that was later. XOXO. Gossip, gossip Girl. No freaking way.
1: Story editor for season two. Second half of season two was promoted to executive story editor. And uh, during the fourth season, became co-producer. And then when the fourth season was done, left did this thing for Alcatraz and then did once upon a time as produced and supervising produced and he's got a, has a credit on every single episode of season two and season three. I find season out Robert
2: two. Hull had something to do with who Gossip Girl was. I'm coming for him because that was the worst. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: blaming him I mean, I'm
2: blaming him because I have I, nobody to blame and now I'm gonna blame Robert Hull
1: and out of the out of the episodes, right uh one, two three three writing credits in season two for writing credits in season three this is the equivalent for those of you who are old enough to remember for when p diddy tried to like when he was puff daddy tried to like make himself a pop star by putting himself in his own produced albums (laughs) and the whole rap community used to make fun of him for it be like yo why are you dancing in music videos next to biggie like you're a producer like be a producer like you know what i mean they always make fun of him for that like it just seems weird that i don't know
0: i don't like this
1: I don't like it. And and for 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 us to be suspicious of the writing and be like, eh, I don't know, this doesn't really feel good. And then for us to like go look it up and find out that he's not actually a writer, you know what yeah. I mean, is automatically to me suspect. Like he is, but this is that's sus. not his main thing. And I look, I'm a person who has multiple skills. I'm a person who doesn't identify as like one specialist in one thing. I do multiple things. And I don't like when I get stereotyped as, well, you're not a specialist, so you're no good. But this guy isn't good, though.
2: But they... <laughs> they put him after a jane episode.
1: Right, that's another thing too. <laughs> Bro, you are not set up for success, homie. Like,
2: you can't have Jane Esmondson as your opener and then the headline right. be Robert Hull for this week. that, I mean, that is just no. backwards.
1: Let's just let's just see this is how this guy's career goes. Uh after once upon a time, he was the co hold on, executive producer. This guy's moving up the ranks quickly, which is also pretty telling of Gotham uh or can we start a rumor that he slept
2: his way up like they do with women
1: <laughs> right i mean <laughs> i wish that applied way more uh gossip girl co-producer 22 episodes uh additional crew on 24 hold on hold on hold on maybe that's true as a he has eight credits as a writer one of them was veronica mars by the way Hmm. uh so veronica mars gossip girl alcatraz once upon a time gotham again that's hold quite on. a
2: heavy like resume
1: yeah and again was the co-producer for 22 episodes of gossip girl wrote seven of them was the uh co uh, well, was the yeah co-executive producer of god friended me which i don't know what is but i'm looking at a writing credit for seven episodes stop writing and shit you produce
2: so it's when he's <laughs> bored
1: right or has to fill in or whatever it is i don't like it i don't like it <laughs> There's also starving writers f- all over L.A. Talented. Like, you know what I mean? Dude, you got a job. Get over it. Sorry. I don't know why I'm on such a soapbox no, about I'm, this. I'm shit. annoyed by it's, this, this because this is ruining what could have
2: been a good episode.
1: Yeah, and it's not good. And I blame the writer. <laughs> it's writing problems oh, that are the issues. We can
10: progress much faster than the first. Well, that's oh. putting it mildly. I seem to have
9: gone from zero to due date in the blink of an eye.
8: Finally, they explained. <laughs>
9: How's our father doing?
8: Oh, me? I'm I'm fine. Great.
10: <laughs> well, Mary Margaret was telling me earlier about what happened in the first... <laughs> this coat, dance
8: with and... the teacup is really I horrible. Know.
1: Just
10: put it down, man. You're not so... drinking it. <laughs> it's tragic. Look, I, I don't mean to pry, but she did express some anxiety about all of this.
8: You did?
9: David, we're missing a year of memories in the Enchanted Forest. We suddenly find ourselves in storybook about to have
10: a baby. It's a bit disconcerting. I think it's best to just get these anxieties out in the open. And feelings, especially those we keep bottled up, can affect a pregnancy just as much as diet and exercise. Look, I suppose what I'm trying to say is that if you've got any fears at all about any of this, it's best to just... Get it out into the open. I don't.
8: Whatever's coming, we'll get through it. There's that toxic charming pop. <laughs> no,
10: toxic
2: but that is what you thing. need when you're a pregnant woman. Liz, to that I, I would not need charming right now in my ear being like, yeah, no, I'm scared too. I'd be like, well, what are we going to do then?
1: Yeah, that's true.
10: <laughs> it's a- you are so lucky to have such a brave husband. So fearless. <laughs> Speaking of which... Mary Margaret alluded that we pulled you away from some important town business. You well, know, I think we've done enough for today. We should just let you get back to it.
1: She's really good. She's really...
10: <sighs> it was wonderful to meet you, Mr. Nolan. Ah,
8: David, nice to meet you too, Zelina. Doesn't Especially that sound well, right? like a
1: witch, y'all? Who Thank the hell's named Zelina? Nobody's questioning the name. God damn. Um, so, first of all, let's just, let's just talk about how con people work. Watched Ocean's 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Oh, yeah, Sawyer. Uh, you know, people that we see in TV, uh, 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 catch me if you can, right? There's something a little bit, uh, street magician about the keeping things moving, you don't have time to analyze and figure it out and pay attention, even if you're looking. For what the trick is, magicians do a really good job at keeping your attention moving, right? constantly like she moving. She
2: didn't give Charming a minute to think about anything. She, said, anything. she said, oh my gosh, you have work. You should go. Nice to meet you.
1: But do you notice how it also somehow was not fast paced? It was just continuous. It yes, still was it calm. Just,
2: there was no pause, though. There was no break. It just, yeah. It's like when you keep a kid busy so they don't like... You know, get upset or something if they're away from their parents or something like that. You just keep their mind going to keep them off of it.
1: And that doesn't mean excitable. It just means constant, Mm -hmm. right? She did such a good job of also her own confidence too, playing it uh, very, you know, you play a part like this. There's always a little bit of awkwardness. It's strangers, right? It's new people. And she, I think that's maybe the easiest way to tell con man is this like overbearing confidence. There's no, there's a certain palpable um, uh, awkwardness, I think, to real life, real time communication like that, right? That I feel like con... People are very uh, well rehearsed at right of just like spitting out the script, and it's so well rehearsed that it comes off natural. But it's almost too natural to be a real conversation, right? You know what I mean. And just like, like with
2: Sawyer with the suitcase, she didn't keep charming hostage. She said, "You can go."
1: Yeah. We got yeah, this. That's Go it. Ahead. Actually, I'm I'm glad you bring that up. That's one of my f- and I've talked about this before on the show. It's one of my favorite traits of a real good villain con man, someone who's trying to dupe you, someone who's trying to manipulate. Their is rope the people- is never tight. Yes, that's it. It's you never hold the leash too tight. It's you always give them room, ru- but they're not off the leash.
2: Correct. Right. They're still on one.
1: And sometimes you can let it go for miles and miles and let them run as far as, but they're still on. The, when you need to pull it back, you have them on the hook, and that is such a carefully crafted thing. It's something I feel like even Mister Gold was a little clunky at, you know, because Rumple always kept people on the hook with with pressure and force. It was strength and power,
2: and it I wasn't think that this like is because Rumple is not a true villain. His villainy mm. is driven by the Dark One,
1: desperation, and yeah, his
2: his real like, personality is not a villain. If he does not yield the sword, he is back to being Rumpelstiltskin.
1: You know what? I think that's a really decent analysis of his character as as a good a good case to make for his uh, accidental. It's villainy. the same
2: with Regina. She it, was, was not Regina. always evil. She was made evil by her mother. You know, with um, what's his name, Daniel, and stuff like that. Where she uses wow. force, but Zelina is a Cora. Korra doesn't have to use force. I was
1: gonna say, like, think about how Cora kind of craftily like weaved the these same thing. Let people off Pan. These, let them go on their own. Pan, same, same thing. thing. Let, Evil let them go villain. on their own. We're gonna back. meet
2: another villain. I think next season. Where again, yeah. true villain, no force. Very blase da attitude. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the
2: don't give a fuck villains that really, you, they you have let, nothing to lose. Where they'll just like they're like
1: you, you let people destroy themselves instead of you being the the, the force to do it. It's such a and it's, it even in your own life. If we take the villain part out of it, right? Just the um, I, I call it the I call it the Slytherin effect. Right? It, it it's not that you're into evil things, villainous things, but it's this crafty, cunning ambitious that's that's the the actual personality traits of a a slytherin right it's not someone who's voldemort evil it's someone who uses craft and cunning to get what they're trying to get Mm -hmm. after right um which is kind of the slithery snake thing so even in your own life like sometimes even if you're not the quote-unquote slytherin type there are cases in your life you have to use craft and cunning because force doesn't work, pressure doesn't work, uh, you know, straight up just doing it the right way doesn't work. And you have to try and like get, you know, think of uh, car salesmen, right? They're not evil. They're not trying to steal from you. But there's a little bit of craft and cunning of, of using your own emotional state of mind against you. Right, and that's the no. game. That's the business. Um, you know, th- things like uh, auctioning, or like auctioneer, you know, houses when they when they auction off things, playing your opponent's men emotions against them. Men in general, absolutely, poker, like any of those things, like just you are sort of manipulating the game, the fabric of the mm-hmm. of the the conversation. Uh, some people use it for for bad things. Some people use it just to to get by, but. I think it's an interesting thing to learn how to do and also to learn how to read other people doing to you. Yes. I think those are very, very important things to learn in your life because sometimes you have to out craft and become more cunning than someone trying to get the scoop on you. You know what I mean? Yep. Sometimes the way to deal with that is a little bit fire with fire and you got to like over, you know, kind of do it better than, than they are. Um, So watching her, watching Zelina be so expert at this feels like watching classical music being played. It's so beautifully organized. It feels like this like naturally harmonious thing. Serena Williams, she's executing, throwing
2: around. It's like hitting a tennis ball back and forth. It's a perfect example. It's so easy to, and then you could do it. Or a gymnast, you know what I mean? Like doing a floor set, and you're like, oh yeah, that's so I could go do that. And then you're like, I'm gonna break my face.
1: And there's so much nuance you don't realize that she has to kind of adapt that like she was probably getting nervous that they weren't drinking and she had to kind of play it cool, maybe up the up the pace, you know, like yeah. get that conversation a little more excitable. Actually toast with them to force them to do like there's little subtle things that she's doing to kind of adjust real time, which I also think is really impressive. I don't know. I as a villain, as a as a character, not even just as a bad character, but as a character in general, is a very interesting uh character growth so watching cool watching watch. her watching her learn these people too because these are new people to her right. these are strangers and so she's having to kind of figure out well I guess not because she met them before but like she has to figure kind of out like how to you know yeah. like, like work them in the room live
2: David's pulling up to the troll bridge I think
1: <laughs> the Troll Toll Bridge.
2: All right, he's taking a sword. He's
1: got a sword. This creepy <gasps> thing is is behind him. From it's Rapunzel, the, it's the
2: creepy Rapunzel witch. It's Mother Gothel.
1: That was creepy, but in storybook,
2: Mother
4: knows, knows best. Take me for and Little Italy.
2: Little Italy is. In a borough in oh, New York Storybook's City. It's
3: got its own child. In case you didn't know. Though I know it must seem quaint compared to the big city.
4: It's nice actually. New York's great, but there's so many people it can make you feel alone. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's the best part of a small town. Everybody knows everybody. It's like it's like a big family.
4: Can I tell you something? Sure. I don't think it was just the case that brought my mom to Storybrooke. Well, what do you mean? I think she wanted to get out of New York for a while. Why do you think that? My mom's boyfriend, his name was Walsh. He proposed to her. Oh. And two days later, she's taking me out of school for some job in Maine. She wouldn't take a job in Queens if it meant I'd miss school. (laughs) What do you think happened? I don't know. But I doubt we'd be here if she said yes.
1: He's such a smart
3: kid. I know. How do you
4: feel about it?
3: Did you like him, this Walsh?
4: I liked how happy he made her. Plus, it might be nice having more than two place settings during the holidays.
3: I think one day you'll have more family than you'll know what to do with. You think so? I really do.
4: Oh, she
2: must just want to hug him right now. This breaks my heart for her. And, you don't like, look for any excuse to use that thing, won't you? At
1: least we know what to know. <laughs> <fight. laughs> That's actually really funny. Uh, but also, like, how beautifully she actually is handling it.
2: Yeah, I love her so much.
1: Makes the extra. If you were knew in seven pages you were gonna write her handling it so well why did we bother berating her set like you could have just taken that out of the script you know what i mean
2: she took him out for ice cream and is like helping him through this transition in his life without and
1: doing it with such grace and such finesse without any selfishness care.
0: yeah
1: yeah uh, while I understand why Emma would say something like that, I feel like this at this stage in their journey together, I think she should have enough trust in her. That's what I mean.
2: It didn't make sense
1: to know how to do that. So,
2: Robert Regina Hull could have is, said, I know how it feels to have only two play sets. I don't have a family either. Like, you know what I mean? She could have made this completely about herself. And she. So, like if you were going to write that thing that
1: Emma said, why didn't you write Regina to struggle a little bit more with it? I didn't No do struggle. That. Effortless. No, no but, no. but I'm saying, if you're going to have Emma do that then you pay off that line by having it be worth something because regina like almost tripped up and she went oh emma said that th-, you know what i mean like you pay it off somehow they didn't they her-
2: made emma look like a bitch right unnecessarily they did. they did her like, so dirty
1: that and that to me feels more like toxic toxic masculinity writing how you have to write that no matter if you have a woman or a man say it, you have to put a woman in her place because she's going to do something stupid unless you tell her not right, to. Right, it's gross. You know what I mean? It's like It, f- it felt weird and dirty for some reason. Team I didn't like it. Team Regina and also Team Emma because... Well, Team Jennifer Morrison playing team Emma.
2: Jennifer Morrison. Team
1: Jennifer Morrison. I'm mad but at him. But Emily. Team... Well, no, you're mad at the guy who put the words in her mouth. Team
2: bro. anybody Robert Hull. Anybody yeah. Robert Hull
1: right now. I'm not, yeah. I'm
2: I am not know at if him.
1: I'm a big fan of him.
7: What now?
2: Now we start searching.
7: You know something, Swan? Whenever you're around, I inevitably find myself trekking through some manner of woods or forest, courting danger. Uh,
9: Here, I thought you weren't afraid of anything. Always looking for the next adventure.
7: Oh, is that what this is?
9: Isn't it? the hell were you doing for the last year alone on that ship? I'm guessing it was one swashbuckling tail after another (laughs) (laughs) that you decided to come back and save me.
7: Exactly. That's cute. You're lying. Excuse me.
9: What happened back there? What aren't you telling me?
7: Nothing. It's my time. I'm sticking to it. I still do not believe you. Let's leave it at that, and you can just say thank you.
9: For my memories? I already did.
7: Well for saving you from a loveless marriage. Is
9: that what you think you're doing?
7: It was a flying monkey.
9: I didn't know that.
7: Are you considering it? His proposal? Does it matter? Humor me.
9: Yes, okay. I was in love, so of course I was considering it. But as usual, he wasn't who he said he was, and I got my heart broken. And enough humor for you?
7: Don't take this the wrong way, but I'm glad to hear that.
9: You're glad to hear I had my heart broken.
7: If it can be broken, it means it still works.
1: Spicy!
3: You feel things getting sexual? Just say, "Shut it
2: down." <laughs> I'm not saying to shut it down. I loved that, but wow! yeah, no, I did love that. I just
1: felt like an appropriate place to put it. It did. uh That was nice, and I liked that they didn't turn it into like a stupid makeout session. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that was like. I feel like it was more sensual by not having them.
2: It was a good build-up.
1: Yeah which is but now that it's not released it's still right it's that's still what I mean we're getting there yeah. so we're gonna have an yeah. even
2: better moment when it even finally more. happens yeah for sure <laughs> we're in like snowy caps of Maine right now
1: <laughs> yeah seriously where is this
8: storybook goes this house? far I guess
9: you have to appreciate the irony what what's the, the irony, irony? The okay. okay. glad listening. we both have no idea
1: here, I'll just pop it real quick. You have to
9: appreciate the.
1: Iron. I didn't have the sound effect, but I'll, I'll get it
9: eventually. The farmhouse.
1: The farmhouse. You have to appreciate the irony. Not house. a farmhouse.
2: Oh, the Wizard farmhouse. of Oz. Okay.
1: Oh, got, got it. Got it. I, I went directly over my head.
2: Why do they have to touch the berries?
1: Like every single one, too. <laughs> it's
2: like when kids dude, have to touch every single chip in the bowl. Like, chill.
1: The, this freaking ghost thing is straight up Japanese horror for me right now. Thank I, you,
2: I, I agree. I,
1: it feels like The Ring and freaking uh, the Grudge and all those like crazy yep. Japanese things. The, the ghost that like crawled at you on the ground and they yeah, flip like over backwards
2: with their back yeah, broken, yeah. like yeah. Linda Blair or shit. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> it's so scary.
1: Who is it gonna be? It's gonna be a person too. It's not gonna be like a ghoul It's the
2: witch. So who's the witch?
1: That's what I mean. Call <laughs> oh, <nine, one>,
2: <laughs> With a sword in his hand, and he's yeah, using his like a
1: like a razor.
2: <laughs> uh, Emma, Big I'm Apple statement. Bail Bonds.
8: I'm at the trailhead, and I think I found her. The Wicked Witch. Oh, I'm going I after think her. It's the Wicked Witch.
3: Never have called to you. I'm the one she wants. If you leave now, maybe she'll spare you. No,
8: that's not the way this works. I'm getting you back to your family. Please,
3: she'll kill you. That's
8: not the way you this can't works.
3: Save me. There's nothing you can do.
1: I have a prince handbook I have to follow. No,
8: I can't save you. Oh, gross. And I will.
2: Like cut her hair. Why are we Excuse taking me. so long to do this?
1: Also, what is it attached to? When it's not moving. <laughs> it's just hanging out the window. Well, now you have no way to get down. Stupid. Hell no! I hate this episode. <laughs> She's on the roof. This is terrible. Oh, this is legit. Terrifying. I really hate this. I'm not a fan. Let me tell you something else. That's not Robert Hall's <laughs> fault, but is a little bit of a grievance that I have with the writers' room. Is what if they had not introduced Zillow? What if? Okay, it would have made way more sense if this was the first episode back, where they made, they saw we found some flying monkeys. We are alluding to the wick, Wicked Witch. They don't reveal her, You're and then they show like three
2: episodes now. <laughs>
1: right but then they show this all this stuff with this ghoul and they would be alluding to the fact that they're doing this crossover where mother gothel's actually the wicked witch because he thinks that this is the wicked witch right they could have done that and it would have been this nice little piece of misdirection where you see someone at seemingly <laughs> good <laughs> oops <laughs> Uh, Isla's mic fell down. It's okay. It's fine. We're good. Um, but it's this little misdirection where it seems like this magical creature fits the bill of what we're looking for. And then you realize there's a whole player we haven't, that we're not paying. Cause they could have also introduced the midwife and you think that it's just some rando person who's just trying to help. And then they actually would have revealed through something. I wish
2: we got to be bamboozled too with that.
1: Exactly. But like, I, I don't know. It just... This is hard because it's not any one writer's fault. It's like the arc of the entire season. I don't really know how that works out. But look, in our world, this episode's first, and you think this is the Wicked Witch, and you think that Zelene is really nice. Then you find out that she's actually the Wicked Witch. You could have waited three or four episodes. Okay, I like it, Picasso. I'm just saying.
6: Love it. All
1: right, that's that's where we're going with. (laughs) Dude, stop with the jump scares also i've seen people use magic to fling people so the fact you have to physically carry him and move him makes me think it's some you know what i mean like uh-huh not actually that scary magic person
3: there's definitely someone living here who's empty right now though why are we whispering? Yes, <laughs> good
4: hideouts always look empty. Trust me, i has spent a lot of time tracking how people
3: don't want to be found.
4: I, I know about hiding
2: out. Hey, that's the... the... The bike.
1: Yeah, the bike with the little wicker basket in the front that no. Mrs. Gulch yeah,
2: was
3: Yeah, Mrs. Gulch.
1: Storm Cellar. Do you know which farmhouse we're at now? I just figured it out. <laughs>
7: oh wait 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 it's one thing walking around a deserted farmhouse it's quite another descending into a one-way cellar with no way out scared there's a difference between fear and strategy we know she's got flying monstrosities who knows what's down there
1: okay i got another I got another writing grievance she just said i spent a lot of time looking for people who don't want to be found I know a thing or two about hiding out you mean you didn't have an opportunity just now to say hi pirate I know a thing or two about how to storm someplace Yeah. <laughs> because you don't go into a spa a, a place where there's only one way in or out and you like you know and you and you're trapped you see what I mean like that's an easy way to just like make the couplets of your you know what Jane would have wrote that I'm just saying yeah she would have she she would have wrote that because she writes books like a real writer okay i'm just- I'm getting out of, out of control.
7: The <laughs> Witch is as powerful as we think. We could use some magical backup, unless you've been practicing in New York City.
9: Okay, I'll call Regina. And we'll drop Henry at Granny's. I'd like to see those flying monstrosities try to get past her crossbow.
7: And our lunch special. It's
8: David. Come hey, but David. I'm at the girl at? I think I found her in the Wicked Witch. I'm going after her.
1: Alright, well, it magically took a sword to the chest, so...
2: yeah! What?
1: David's looking at David. I like this little play here. Interesting.
2: Oh, so is the witch her fear?
1: Yes, probably, because the witch in, the, in this Rapunzel scene has no face, so it yeah. clearly has a mask on.
2: Hey! Get away from her!
1: I am her. Yeah, so it can transform into whatever it looks like.
2: Oh, so is that what the night root does?
1: It brings... Maybe it it removes your fear fear
2: and puts it in physical form.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's why he's freaking out, because she gave it to him in the tea, right?
8: Rapunzel, it's not a witch, it's you! You said she appeared after you had the night root. You thought it didn't work, but it did! The root... Allows you to overcome your fears by facing them. Oh my god, we're so good at this. Please
3: help me. She's your fear. Yeah, us. Only you can defeat her.
8: You can't defeat me. I can smell your fears like a stench. They pitch his voice, voice down. A scared yeah. shepherd boy who strayed too far from his farm. I'm scared of anything. What? If that were true, I wouldn't be here. This makes me really
1: excited for a future season right now. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like, oh
0: this
1: is really good. It's good acting you on
0: Josh's part. Yep. You must. <gasps> I <get it. sighs>
8: Listen to me! Your fear was you could never be a leader, like your parents, like your brother. Own it and you can do this. No! I can't! Yes, you can! Cut it away! Let it go! If you do, you can finally have what you want. You can leave this tower! I don't want to leave! I understand. Believe me, I do. To be frightened of an uncertain future, it may feel safe here. But if you don't face that future, Rapunzel, you we will die here, alone! Is that what you want? No! You know what you have to do!
1: Do it! That that hair looks so
0: gross. Ah! Yikes.
1: Yeah, you just murdered someone. <laughs> Good job. no! I want to know if it's physically possible to break a sword see, by just hitting it really
8: hard. fear makes you weak. Oh, I'm not afraid. Saying that doesn't make it so. I'll die to protect my family. That doesn't make you fearless, even as the point is proven.
1: I want to point out that that is an excellent point. I will die to protect my family doesn't make you fearless yeah because they're constantly like i'll do whatever it takes to be positive i'll do whatever it takes to like protect the people that i love and like that does not make you brave (laughs) you know what i mean yeah it just means that you're willing to do something It, it means that you're loving but it doesn't you know it means other things but it doesn't mean that you're fearless which the true power is in being fearless not in being reckless yeah Not in throwing yourself in front of danger doesn't make you fearless, you know? Right. In fact, a lot of what the story behind what this is trying to prove is that being fearless is having fear. It's not being without fear, right? It's literally like facing, that's the whole point of this is, is that you live with it. And that is being, it's no longer, because it is no longer in control. Not that it is no longer a part of your life. Mm-hmm. It has to be a part of your life for you to be able to control it. Because if it's not, then it is out of your control by nature. You right. know what I mean? Then the fear is now something separate and therefore can affect you. It can't affect you if you are the one controlling it, mm-hmm. which is which is profound and is in a lot of other media media right it's and even in children's books about like I was afraid that the class was going to make fun of me and then I stood up and I did it anyway and it turns out everyone loved me because of who I am or whatever it is you know what I mean like that's a very common thing to put in stories but I really really do like the twist of making the fear a personified magical thing that can prove this point to you right. and be a test Like, do you like that part of it? Yeah, I do. I like that it was
2: just fear in physical form.
1: Yeah. I mean, you put that together real fast because I was just like, Oh, I was thinking it could like transform to suit whatever the but that's you hit it right on the head. It's it's just extracting a piece that you could physically be in contact with. That could hurt you. That could that is a danger, that is a threat. So that you have to basically defeat a threat. Right. Which I guess in some ways is also alluding to the idea that fear is threatening your happiness and you have to defeat it. You can't just pretend it's not there. That's the whole face the fear part. If You you have to like, because she did too, you have to physically defeat the threat in order for the threat to go away. Because if you run from it, the threat is still there. It's just not in your face right now. Right. And it can always come back and can continue to threaten you until you do away with it. Same thing as like typical bad guys, right? You could leave. Like Regina was a threat. They could have left the kingdom, but the threat doesn't go away. You just removed yourself from it. And now the threat could come to you. (laughs) You know what I mean? You've you've not fixed the problem. You've just delayed the inevitable, which is it will eventually catch up with you. So you just have to deal with it. And once you do, it's done for good. and that usually we're talking about people so to to put that into the context of like a feeling what if that feeling is not fear what if that feeling is envy what if that feeling is depression what if that feeling is you know insecurity you have to defeat the threat and then it's no longer in control which is i guess pretty poignant but i'm not going to credit robert hall on that because we're beefing right now so No, no. Josh is kicking butt right now. It's easier. It's easier to give in. That's another big one. That's part of defeating the threat is realizing that it is not actually, it is easier to give in. You have to do the harder thing, right? I'm afraid. He faced it. Dying
2: is easy. Living is hard. I won't be a good
1: father. Ah, there you go. I won't let that stop
2: me. George Washington. Not now.
1: I'm afraid that I won't be a good father. He put his fear out there and then it to fear. That's why I said I had a problem with we should get fears out in the open. Saying, like, no, I'm not afraid of anything. Everything's fine. Whatever it is, we'll get through it. It is toxic to me. It is. That is wildly unrealistic. That's toxic positivity. You can be afraid of something and still not let it be negative. You can be afraid of it and be like, yeah, I'm kind of scared that I you know, uh, am not good enough, but... But, also, even if he didn't have part.
2: trauma with his first child, like the whole, you know, Emma going to the door right. and stuff, uh, becoming a father is scary in itself. Becoming a mother is scary in itself. Like, that's a completely normal fear. And the fact that he's like, nope, nothing over here. Nothing's wrong. Like, that's uh, that's the
1: part that bothers me. It's which okay. Which, it's part of their growth. They're learning and he's learning how to get over that. But that's that's the part that I react to is, is the constant trying to pretend that no wrong things exist in the world and the only the only ones that do we are big strong family we can defeat it's just it feels silly to me you know to like and and in fact it is the opposite of strong it's the opposite of brave it makes you seem insecure and weak to me if you can't acknowledge things that are could be threats right because then you're saying that that, that to me is haughty. You're now saying nothing is strong enough to defeat us, which sounds like really hopeful and strong and be like, oh yeah, I'm hyping myself up. Like, no, it makes you dumb if you think that nothing can defeat you. Yeah. What, what you should be positive of is that you have the skills to be able to figure out how to get there. That's fine. But even then you have to acknowledge that it could go wrong. And that's one thing neither one of them ever do. They don't acknowledge that something could go wrong. Mm-hmm. It's that it has to work out. Because we're us, <laughs> it's always happily ever after. You know, it feels yeah. it's just a little like <laughs> it doesn't doesn't feel good. So he did it. Are you proud of him? Or are you just like I know? Yeah, I'm proud of him.
2: Okay.
1: That felt like a journey. You know, it felt like a
2: yeah. He did the uh, damn thing.
1: Like a thing. Yeah, he had to figure out how to overcome and by himself too. Notable that he was alone.
9: David. Are you okay? Yeah.
3: Well, where is she?
1: I just had a badass. It wasn't her.
7: Who was it? You look whiter than a fresh sail. <laughs> Myself. What a weird Come
9: again? It's the witch. She's toying with us.
8: Did you guys find where she might be hiding? Farmhouse. We think it's hers. And well, it's in this. It's in that witch back to us. Wait what's the title of the show What's the what's <laughs> is it the which line? one
2: no the tower the what's tower. the line
1: oh you oh. can leave this tower oh so we already <laughs>
2: yeah. we already missed it so you got it half right because it was backwards it was david to rapunzel
1: why the hell did i say rapunzel to david you can leave this tower i
2: don't know why you said that and when you said it originally i was like why the fuck would you think that but i let it go that's weird so I you're think I meant right. David
1: to Rapunzel. that's stupid. I don't know why I said that that's dumb Anyway, we got the context I suppose that it was Rapunzel in the tower trying to leave I don't, that's weird
2: Whatever. all right.
1: let's we'll we're we'll over give this anyway
2: let's just finish this episode we'll,
1: uh, we'll, well well whose line is it anyway and give me a million points anyway
3: okay
1: <laughs> How did they get down? <laughs> someone explain I was
3: swimming in the river she cut her hair oh, I shouldn't have been. <laughs> my what my parents had always warned us to avoid And I got caught in the rapids My brother dove in after me He saved me But But couldn't save himself I'm sorry The throne was his I didn't know if I could be queen And if I didn't know How could my parents believe in me
8: That's who you are You can't hide from it forever Were them?
3: You really think they'll forgive me?
8: They're a child. Of course they'll forgive you.
3: Mother? Father? Are you going to tell me why you the me on someone? I was there
8: because I was afraid. Afraid?
2: How did you not know until we yesterday lost. morning?
8: Twice. Seriously, she's
2: got a foreign a baby, basketball. Again, we were
8: forced to return to the Enchanted Forest without her.
2: No, neither time is our fault.
8: I know because we lost her, I was never her father. You're
2: not taking any accountability, now?
8: You have to
3: great father.
8: To her now, I didn't raise her. And this child, this one, I don't know. I have never done this before, and I don't know if I can. You don't
9: have to. We're going to do this the way we do everything.
8: How did I forget that? See, oh, come on. we have a nursery to build.
1: That feels like a better way for Snow to diffuse a situation. That felt more appropriate, right? To like encourage someone. Yeah. I wish that it was more consistent because she has the ability to move a room. She's a very powerful speaker. Very powerful speaker. Yeah, she
2: just chooses her words poorly most of the time. It
1: it feels such so heartbreaking when she doesn't when she misses, you know, when she doesn't get it right the delivery right. Cuz in that case that felt like a very supportive wife being supportive to a husband, not blaming him for his feelings, not trying to justify them, not, you know, or 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 um or trying to gloss over the fact that he should or should not have felt that way. She just went straight to like we're a team. That's the the best trait I think about Snow and Charming is that they do work as a unit. Yeah, well, they do. You know, they they do things together, and that's how, probably their biggest strength. They do th- a lot of things together through love, which is another big strong suit of theirs. So when she gets off on her own and she has to like figure out how to do it by herself, uh, she doesn't always make it on target. So clearly she can she can do it. As an example here, just wish she did it all the time. You know? Yeah. <laughs>
8: Any particular reason she would send a demon who looks like you? No idea. It was just there, wearing my face, harping on my deepest fears.
3: It knew your deepest fears.
8: Yeah, things I never told anyone, even Mary Margaret. It wasn't until I admitted them that I was able to defeat it by stabbing it with the hilt of my sword.
3: Where is it? Your sword.
8: Well, that's the strange part. After I killed it, the hilt it disappeared. Well, what's that mean?
1: I love that Regina.
9: When like, we face an, our an deepest of of comes out. When you use the hilt of your sword to vanquish your fears, your courage transferred into it.
8: And why did it disappear? It didn't disappear. She took it.
9: Hang on. The Wicked Witch stole his courage? Well, a symbol of it at least. And symbols can be powerful totems.
1: I love when Regina turned into Professor Regina. Yeah, she gets like, all of a sudden she's like, hold on. Did you see how she was holding so her hands? Her hands are like clasped like this and she's doing a lot of this. She was thinking. <laughs> like she, she was going back to her lessons. That was awesome. I loved every second of that because there was no disdain. She she transforms into education magic, regime. Yeah. and I love that.
10: I, of course, I so loved getting to know you. And please, thank David again for meeting with me. You know, I'd heard so many stories about your courageous prince. I just...
9: I just feel so lucky to have met you both. Oh, we're the lucky ones. With this, curse I had no time to prepare for the baby, and suddenly I feel like I can stop panicking. You
1: ready for this? Of course you this can. Is they, this is how they There's should have no done the There's no reason
9: to be scared. That's
2: what I'm here for. <laughs> she is wearing the emerald. This is ridiculous.
1: Okay, right there. This is what should have happened. This is what should have happened. Everything I said, we don't know who the Wicked Witch is. We met this random new character midwife then this thing is coming around then we learn that that's totally not the Wicked Witch and this thing gets transferred and then right when she hugged Mary Margaret she should have walked out of the house and opened up her purse and that's the where the hilt should have been and that should have told us oh shoot she is the bad guy that's how you reveal a villain she should
2: have looked at the camera and winked
1: right? <laughs> 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 and like done the, the Grinch that stole Christmas yeah, smile yeah. <laughs> like Tim Curry that's what I would want
2: to
5: say I like it Castle.
9: That's it, right there. That lock—it wasn't busted before.
1: Ready? It's like mutilated. That lock has been blown up by a grenade. <laughs> like,
7: so far, so good.
9: Everyone, stay alert. Come
1: on. I really wish she was carrying around like a taser or something more practical. That this, Definitely not magic. All care. these people are magic, and she comes in there with like a nine-millimeter gun. Like it's going to make a difference you feel it
9: I don't know maybe whatever I feel it's not good
2: nobody's gonna oh, wait me. outside keep in a cage monkeys. right Susie not one no, not monkeys. gold hello that's see great. the spin wheel
1: Again, why did you have all these scenes with with okay, look, this should have been the first episode. I'm telling you. This if okay, if they clicked the thing on and we saw the spinning wheel and we hadn't seen Rapun- uh, uh, Rumpelstiltskin yet, we would have bull- freaked Flipped out. out. And then the next episode you do flashbacks to all that cutting his beard shit they blew it guys you did this totally wrong <laughs> can you imagine look, how beautiful was that shot i know he literally clicked the you didn't see anything and he clicked the light on and the friggin' spinning wheel was in there come on man that was so good now
8: you can spin straw on the gold i'm still skin
1: Imagine that and then tune in next week because he's back.
2: What? God, they, they fucked completely. Up. They, they botched listen, this next half of season. They botched it.
1: I'm mad at this now. I'm upset. Now, don't get don't get it twisted. It was a good. It was the skeleton of a good episode with like just flabby crap skin. Just like a like i I'm a not guy gonna be nice during this rating, I'm not gonna lie. Uh okay, what's your what's your initial what's your initial so su- Give me an elevator pitch on this episode. Like what's your initial summary?
2: Okay, so it's funny because I just read a really shitty book uh the other day. I saw
1: that on your stories, yeah. <laughs> so
2: it, I feel the same way. Shitty, but enough where I need to finish it.
1: That's is that the, is that the tagline on this show? Yeah. Listen, okay. No, not the show.
2: Just this episode.
1: I mean this episode. Sorry. Um, th- I got a new bit. I got a new bit. You ready for this? We're gonna do instead because I always do some version of like, all right, what's our initial thoughts? But I figured out what I want this portion to be before we do awards and before we do ratings. We're gonna do. We have to figure out what to name this. We're gonna we're gonna summarize. The episode, ha- not just what happened in the episode, but our feelings on the episode, in like one to two short sentences. It has to be like a tagline for a movie. I know no, what we're calling like aliens. It. I know what we're calling it. Don't breathe. I know what we're what calling it. What do you call it?
2: The New York Ready? Times on, said. That's it. That's what
1: we're calling it. Oh. That the New York Times said?
2: Just like when you see a movie review or a book review. Remember when they're previewing it and they go, New York Times said it's the hot new summer film or whatever. I like it. I like Or like it. when, the, you know, Ellen DeGeneres reviews a book. Oh, so witty and funny. Would read it again. Like, this reminds me of Like You know what I'm talking about? Like the, movie, like, like,
1: like the movie lines where it's like, Toy Story, like, no more playing around. Like that Yeah, the, that this line, episode was
2: shitty, but enough for me to finish. That's what I would, That's a perfect, yeah. That's okay, what I would review shitty. that.
1: Shitty, but enough to need to. Uh, like I said okay, about my so book was... the
2: other day, it was terrible, but it was like watching a bad Lifetime movie. So you're like, I have nothing better to do. You know what I mean? Like,
1: I I, I really love the concept of this part, this bit. I, I just like a like a quick summary, a one liner, tagline, a tag tag. What's the trailer tagline to this episode? Yeah. I love it. New York Times says. Uh, New York Times well, is then. calling it yeah yeah the biggest flop of the season <laughs> yeah okay MVP. uh so we have storybrook and enchanted forest yes okay mm-hmm. so yeah. mvp of storybrook regina 100 percent. i agree uh no need to explain yeah i'm I gonna start is, giving regina these without the any
2: explanation
1: <laughs> no regina's the goat. mvp of enchanted forest david enchanted forest yeah, you know, I actually he got no, Rapunzel MVP's out a, of her
2: like decade-long tower,
1: and he admitted his fears even to Snow, and he didn't freaking hide them like he did in Neverland. So I think that is. I'm giving you, David. Yeah, LVP of Storybook. Why does it say New York? <laughs> it's well, it says LVP NY. Oh, I maybe because we
2: were in New York. It was last Emma- week. I don't know what we just made, it, whatever. Okay. Uh,
1: LVP of Starbrook.
2: I don't have an LVP in Starbrook this week.
1: Uh, Except Belle.
2: <laughs> okay, fine, Belle. Yeah, she was an <laughs> it's idiot. It's not fair.
1: It's not fair at all because she's she's always the one to get the role No, over wait, her I'm rackets. giving it to Snow. <laughs> what did Snow do?
2: She's being dangerously ignorant. Emma
1: for for the nasty line to regina I'm no, I'm, robert, no no I'm LV, I'm, lvp
2: am, uh, of the entire there's no lvp in, um the enchanted forest um so the lvp of this entire episode is robert hull
1: robert hull is the lvp for sure uh hull 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 robert hull, hull. uh okay so no lvp enchanted forest robert hull for the episode honorable mention overall character Robin do we Hun. give th- Oh, shit. Robin I was going to give—so if MVP of Storybrooke went to Regina, I was going to give it the honorable mention to David for, once again, in both cases, being, again, strong enough to admit when you're weak.
0: Okay. Or,
1: or strong enough to acknowledge your weakness, I think, is—that's a, a really big— character growth moment for him, which we've had so much problem with for three friggin' seasons Yeah, that I feel like that's maybe a bigger deal than they were letting on. They, they didn't really make any pomp and circumstance about it, but to me and my personal journey with, with Charming, that felt like a big step for him that yep. I want to give him props for.
2: I'm giving it to Robin Hood because he's a bro.
1: Agreed. He like sent him on the journey, so I feel like that's yeah. a good, yeah. Outstanding performance actor, Robert Carlyle.
2: Robert Carlyle.
1: And honestly, Rebecca Mater. yeah, as Zelina, like as Zelina, and outstanding performance Midwife. to the villains
2: this week. Uh, yeah, absolutely killing it
1: for sure. And we talked so much about like Zelina or Rebecca's um, nuance to the way that she's yeah. playing sensual with Rumpelstiltskin and playing mysterious. Uh, you know, as a villain, playing playing the double agent part so exceptionally well. Yeah, so so well um to the point where like if you didn't if you took away the villain episodes you wouldn't even be suspicious right of what of what she is as you know as she's talking she's just and i don't know if that's just like Americans are tuned to british people being trustworthy like it just they just sound more trustworthy than like you know bubba with the gun in in america we have such <laughs> like people who sound you know clumsy and and accident prone and and villainous.
2: the villains just show their true colors over here in america where... <laughs> i mean think
1: about how stereotyped it is too like our our movies in america produced for americans uh really pushed the like anybody from europe germans or, or russians and asia you know like uh our ukrainians they're always bad guys they're always like somehow trying to you know like the yeah. hans Bruder in in diehard they're always have to be bad guys yeah um or like the deep South American, you know, yes. like they're always drug lords. Like, and if, for whatever reason, British people are just never the bad guys. They're just, and there's a culture around, I know we have a few, uh, a few Brits listening too. It's this fun, the funny jokes that British comedians always make about how, uh, passive. <laughs> Like, British people are in general. You know, like, even the wars and the conflicts are very, like, over tea and, like, very, like, kind of calm. And Americans are such brutes that it always lends itself to. That's
2: also funny you say that because when um, Tom Ellis was casted as Lucifer, Mm -hmm. they originally wanted him to use an American accent. And they shot some scenes, I guess. I think they shot the pilot or they shot some scenes or they tested. Is that how they
1: came up with the brother?
2: They tested him as American. And literally everybody was like. You're not sexy, you're not yeah. devilish, you're not believable. They were like, nah, sorry, bring it back, bring back your Like accent. I don't really
1: like anything about Michael. Like it's not, right, not because to no that he's Michael a scumbag, is like, but, like literally
2: the easiest hateable character in that entire oh, show. Yeah. Whereas Lucifer, you fall in love uh, yeah, with him from episode one, even though you know really. he's a dirt bag, and it's yeah, literally yeah. only because of his accent. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they really it re- and and I think there's an air about it too. It's of, it's an air of sophistication. You yeah, know what I mean, and I don't even know why we attribute it to that because there's the lock, stock, and you know, London meatheads, gangsters, right? To Peaky Blinders. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is not sophisticated in any way. So it's not like it's. But they still But it right. So somehow, even that is less broody. Like, oh, what are their names
2: in Harry Potter? Draco's minions
1: oh uh uh crab and crab and goyle uh, crab and goyle yeah yeah those brutes yeah right right exactly um but there's still a, a a measure of like think about the homely people it like even in harry potter like the the, the like hagrid is kind of like a, a little bit doofy a little right is and hagrid still even british more, uh yes it's uh robbie coltrane i think oh, his name
2: is i thought he was like something else
1: no, I'm pretty sure. No, I think he is might
2: everybody have passed, British in Harry Potter.
1: What? I could be wrong about that. One of the, somebody died. No, not him. Um, he is 72 years old. Uh, he is. Oh, he's Scottish. That's what it is. I was right. He's from. He's from Not remember Rutherglen?
2: I was gonna um, say. I'm pretty sure he's not dead.
1: Still the UK, um, but yeah, it's. There somebody else died it was uh Uh,
2: alan rickman died
1: well yes that's true no like a like a bigger dude like that. the original um um, dumbledore (laughs) yes he did yes he did die that's right (laughs) uh my Uh, dad
2: still talks about that to this day he'll be like it's a shame he died he was a better dumbledore i'm like that you
1: think so no i (laughs) like he loved him i like did you? your dad read the books too or no
2: yes oh yeah no so that's how i knew harry potter my dad read them all and then he read them to us as bedtime stories that we like would right. read a chapter oh, God, of Harry Potter before bedtime bed. Story. Yeah, we would read a I chapter every that. night before bed, and then we would always go to the premieres.
0: That okay. Well, yeah. I would, so, my brother was not allowed to go,
2: but I always got to go to the premieres. So, I will never forget, hold on, Chamber of Secrets, number two, Harry Potter. We went to the midnight premiere. And right yeah. when Dobby, obviously we're all freaking out because it's Dobby who doesn't love him. Sure. The fire alarm went off, and we all oh, got evacuated no. from the movie theater because the popcorn got too burnt. So then we oh, had to go back no. in, and it it was like one AM, and my dad was like, "I cannot believe I'm keeping my." I was like nine or something, nine or ten. Oh, he was sheesh. like, "And I sat through the whole thing because, like, obviously." But- Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, I will never forget it. Chamber of Secrets uh opening night when the fire alarm. I went saw off. As soon as Dobby came secrets-
1: on. I think I saw Chamber of Secrets in what year would that have been? Don't say 2004. Let's say that.
2: 200.
1: 2000.
2: Oh. 2000. Two. Not four? Two. Two. And I that's why. Oh, my gosh. That's why it was such a big deal that the fire alarm went off because it came out in 2002. Obviously, the trauma was oh, still there but, from yeah. 2001. So it was a big deal
1: uh i think i saw that in the hayden planetarium it was some like crazy giant new york thing or it was there the zigfield it was like some like big famous place and it was very similar It was like you know a midnight showing or 11 p.m showing yeah um i don't know how we got it. oh it was uh richard harris the yeah. uh, dumbledore so um i actually thought that the kooky dumbledore matched more the eccentric nature of the book Dumbledore than the original guy. He didn't seem weird enough to me. He just seemed like a regular old wizard.
2: I think my dad liked him because he seemed so wise.
1: He did seem wise. He did he did seem wise. I liked
2: um, the second though. I liked both of them. Honestly, I can watch them all the way through and like really not pay attention to the, the actor that is playing Dumbledore. But yeah. yeah, I just always remember he loved the first one.
1: No, there's just something... I
2: get what you're saying, though. The personality was there more. And maybe that's just because the original didn't get to really flesh out Dumbledore, because, you know, he only got through the first one.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, you need, you need some time to kind of get...
2: Look at the kids.
1: Yeah, that's true. They, they They definitely kind of sold into their characters a little bit more kind of later on. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I just, I felt like, first of all, they, there was more meat to work with. Right. Yeah. But I still feel like it was, uh, what's his name? Michael Gambon. I think his name is, there's still a little bit of nuance. I think mm-hmm. to, to the, to the, the, like the, even that quick switch between the, like, did you put your name on the goblet of fire? Like that. I don't know that Richard Harris would have commanded that space. Oh, they still did that wrong. I mean, yes, I agree. That's the, that's the funniest, That's the funniest, one change. worst thing that they did. <laughs> I mean, I think there's way worse. I heard but just so much. I just I mean,
2: mean, I'm on a fire. When you read the book, just, it's like... Dumbledore calmly approaches Harry. I am
1: literally. I'm not. I'm not even kidding with you. I'm literally up to. I'm rereading them, and I'm up to that chapter. Right. He literally goes
2: respectfully. What are you doing? And in the movie, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah. but there's a little bit of there's something I think new and even though different, new and magical about the way where it works. Yes, yes. It's it's just there's a there's something that felt like even the way that um he would. I
2: don't know how like he treated chew- Harry. I think I don't know. Yeah, he- tune he was like in next time was like chewing for our Harry Potter like podcast, Harry um, Potter
1: review. Man, we should do that. That would be great. <laughs> well, I'm actually trying to read the reread the books so that we can watch the movies and like record it. I don't know where put it on Patreon and do whatever. Um, um, so that I can point out the, never seen the stuff that we- that's different at all. Ever he's only seen, okay. Here's what he's He's only
2: seen one and two. Apparently,
1: new plan, new plan because they're all on
2: HBO Max. Something.
1: Any amount. Um, so here's a new plan: is I'll get through the books one by one, right? So no, I've I have done them. The first, what? I you have, have the have... books. Well, he's not. Is he going to read them?
2: Absolutely not.
1: No, of course not. So I'm saying no. I'm rereading them now so that when we get to the stuff in the movies, we can talk about the differences, uh, right? Okay. So, so what I want to do though is we do a family watch party with me and Taryn. And you and Bart. Yes. Bart's never seen it though. So he's gonna have questions. Cause there's oh. some weird stuff you have to write. Through
2: the eyes of a, a- muggle.
1: Exactly. Oh, that's a good name. So right? Damn, a- damn, eyes of a that's muggle. a good
2: name. T- a good. we should do that. would be a good podcast title.
1: Oh, are we gonna do it? Maybe we should, we should, we should get up to a, a stopping point at once upon a time and take a break. You're
2: so scary. You're like a fire-breathing dragon. <laughs> oh my oh no. gosh, the witch is in my it's house. A... I ate the no. night root.
3: <laughs> I drank the night root. I ate the night root. I have to kill the oh fear.
1: <laughs> this is, We're going to do that. We're going to do that. It's going to be family watch time through the eyes of a muggle. What, guys, t- tune in through the eyes of a muggle and I'm going to bring you historical book differences Isla's gonna bring you the comedy, Taryn's gonna bring you the the other side of the comedy, Bart's gonna bring you the questions, it's gonna be great.
2: Yeah, so Bart's gonna bring the new eye perspective, Taryn's going to bring the casual fan perspective, I'm yep. going to bring whatever I bring to the table, and you are going to bring the books to the table, and it is going to be through the eyes of a muggle coming 2023.
1: You're going to bring like the 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 present day comedy. Like if this was happening now, how we would be like. The, you know, how we would react to
2: I'm gonna rename every single problematic character That J.K. Rowling wrote Because fuck her um, the, We just want to like let our stance be known on Harry Potter Oh yeah, Potter. Cho
1: Chang can go We hate
2: <laughs> J.K. Rowling We hate her so much <laughs> She will not get a dime from the royalties that we will make from this Okay, alright, great Love it, moving on
1: Moving on to Oh no Ratings out of
0: five the
2: show.
1: In the third annual Mr. Gold's Gold Star In the field of excellence Hold on hold on i wonder i want to toy with playing this together with the harry potter music and some. what I, I want to can we workshop this for, <usted rocking> through the eyes of a muggle i like it, it feels good does it feel uh, it feels good to me can
2: you play it one more time for me sure yeah <humimately neue> <laughs> i'm gonna make
1: that mashup okay. i'm gonna turn into a music producer i Mackie, had to put it in gonna, sorry I know I got this. We're going to do this. It's going to be great. Uh, What's the rating out of five for this useless piece of shit episode?
2: 2.5.
1: That's a decent score, I feel like. I was going to say somewhere in the three, only because I feel like it properly moved the story along. Even though the writing was problematic, it's still it moved Rumpelstiltskin. They found the hideout, and somehow they disappeared. I don't know how they found out that they were, they were onto them. We don't know how many steps ahead Zelina is, but we know she's ahead of them. We did find out things that moved the plot along. We just didn't like some of the... Pa- and also, the main portion of this hero versus villain thing is done great, because the villain is still playing games, playing chess. All of this. That's why I say the skeleton of this episode is right. Just fine. OK,
2: this episode it's... had bones. That gives it two stars right off the bat. Fair. I'm giving it half a point for the small moments that we liked. And I don't even think that Zelina had to think too much about being like she knew that they caught on because those two idiots, Hook and Emma, decided to hike up to this abandoned farmhouse in the snow
1: oh yeah so as trackable. soon as Zelina
2: came home she was like huh footprints that weren't mine time to get my from? hostage out of here and dipped so decent point at uh,
1: 2.5
2: 2.5 that hey, sucks like it, that is such a stark difference from what we've been seeing
1: we've been at five plus five plus five plus all in a row and just like god uh, so frustrated for 60 how um, could they do us like this I know. This is our celebration one. Uh well let's see. Let's see if we can redeem this by playing the promo for next week. Let's see if we can uh see if we can get some
2: Can we bring it back? I'm kinda glad the ratings went down for this episode. Jeez.
1: See, but the problem with the ratings is they don't know it's gonna be a bad episode before I know, they watch it. So I know. the ratings don't really explain that. Um Season three, uh we're midway through. We just watched the tower, so season three, episode fifteen, is next, and it is entitled Quiet Minds. Make
7: a powerful woman mad.
3: Show yourself, you winged freak.
7: (laughs) Because payback
9: can be a real witch. Oops. New Once Upon a Time next Sunday at eight seven okay. central on ABC. Incredible and see trailer. Full episodes though.
8: anytime on Watch ABC and ABC on demand.
9: Oh, I-, I
2: liked that. I
1: loved that, that trailer. That was re- that was a pretty good one. I like the I like the sound design in that. I like the spooky movie trailer. I, of you know that, guy. Like, I just
2: love the witchy vibe. I think you know it's very much so my great... aesthetic. So I'm just really down with it. And As I'm it a wicked stand until August... I die.
1: Oh, a hundred percent. As it is mid August. uh, you know, as everyone knows, it is Halloween, and at least in Florida, it is uh, because all of the theme parks have transformed <laughs> all their stuff so that they can do Halloween for three months. Did you share it? Um, did
2: you see what I shared on Facebook the other day? I did not. Hold on, I gotta pull it up now because it was funny. <laughs> Happy will, first day uh, of Halloween for those who observe the theme park calendar.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> very, very accurate. Um, so I feel like this is a great time period for us to be in the Wicked portion yeah. of the show. I like it a lot. It's it's feeling good. It feels appropriate for everything. In fact, uh, I am currently, at my, at my current moment right now, alone in the house because Taryn is at a Halloween party. At Oh my
2: gosh, I, I texted her.
1: Uh, so this all feels thematically appropriate. It feels like fall to me, even though it is 100 degrees during the day. Just to update uh, you all, in case you care, eyes.
2: Taryn is having an incredible time.
1: She is because she's an incredible woman.
2: I said, "Have fun!" It's and not so scary. And she said, "Oh my gosh, it's incredible! We are being so spoiled." And I said, "You deserve it."
1: She very much so does. Um, so that brings us to the end of our 60th episode. <laughs> episode 60. This is still a moment of celebration. This is a big deal. I yeah, like you know it. what? This Robert
2: Hall might have tried to crush our excitement, but we have made it 60 damn episodes.
1: Sure have. Bing, bing, bong. Bing, bong. And now, with that, we bid you adieu.
2: We're out. We're out. Thank you so much for joining us for 60 whole freaking episodes. That is an incredible milestone. I am so proud of us. Yeah. Wow. I just lost everything I was going to say. So, thank you. I'm proud of us, too. If you had any thoughts and feelings about this show, please give us a call. 207-536-8512. 207-536-8512. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us how you feel. Did you hate it as much as I did? We would also love to hear from you via text message. That same phone number works for that. 207-536-8512. We have an email address if you need to give us your more long drawn-out thoughts. The pod at gmail.com. We have an Instagram, the SBC Pod. We have a Patreon if you feel like you would like to support our show financially because we do work really hard to get these episodes out. Patreon.com slash thesbcpod. Are you noticing a pattern here? We have a Discord (laughs) where we talk to Brookies every single day about Once Upon a Time and honestly everything else going on in life. Really important, we have merch. We would love to see you guys in SBC merch. So that is etsy.com slash shop slash pod Merch. Again, thank you for joining us. We are taking a short break because I am dipping to go sail in the middle of the ocean with my two favorite people in the world. Woo woo. Thank you for understanding. I am Ayla Sikorski. I've been the Mackie Mouse. This was the Storybook Circus. Yes,
1: it was. And as always, all magic comes with a price.
2: All shows come with a podcast. See you guys in the Enchanted Forest, everyone. Stay gold. Stay
6: rumpa. Bye. Bye.